Get your foot out of my workshop, man. I've got to be alone for this. I'm a little teapot, bloody and cut. Here is my handle, here is my butt. Uh, whoops. Put a little bomb in a hot ass damn dough, blow stuff up and make people die. Squishy. Squishy, squishy, squishy. Oh, damn, you looking good, ladies. Let's get to work. That's right. Twin sisters, man. Oh, take them. Take them, take them, take them, take them. Hello, and welcome to this Xbox Life episode 210, The Legendary Podcast. I am your host, Mark, a.k.a. AK, wow, this is going to be a brutal, brutal show. <laughs> You're still used to, used to using your like lips and mouth. And <laughs> I can't even get I can't even get started I here. I can't do my tongue. Uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be BJ Blooper tonight. I I that's the second time I tried to start it and I already doing it, but I'm gonna keep going with it. So, anyways, I am Mark, aka Wingman709 on Xbox Live, and that other melodious voice you heard is my good buddy Rob. What's up, everybody? Also known as Presar. Or something like that. I didn't want to say it this time because I didn't want you to jump down my throat like you did last week and said, hey, that's my line. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you learned your lesson. And then I leave it up to you. Now what you... do I get? Dead air. Crickets. Yeah. Nice. Crickets. Chirp, chirp. You know, that might work on, on TV, but doesn't work on internet radio. <laughs> What's a radio? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's that thing, you know, sitting in the uh, same box as my 8-track and my cassette player. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was, uh, yesterday I was, um, took the family up to go visit, uh, the kids' great-grandmother. And she's in a, yeah. she's in a, in a, uh, what do you call it? Like a facility, a nursing, uh, assisted living. That's what I'm looking for. Yes, yes. And they got like this visiting room and they had this VCR in there. Like, and I was like, the kids were driving me nuts. I'm like, I got to pop a movie in. And they had some kids' movies. And I was like, I pulled a movie out, and it, like, had to be rewound. And I'm so I'm like, I'm fighting with the VCR even to get the thing to even work right. But then I had to, like, rewind this thing. And I'm like, man, I forgot how much rewinding a videotape stinks. That's why they charged you all that extra money. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, you didn't rewind it, sir. That'll be $2. I'm like, it costs 4 bucks to rent it. I know. <laughs> Actually, you used to work in a video store, didn't you? Yeah, a couple different ones, yep. Yeah, so how did you like rewinding stuff back then? Oh, you had those super fast machines. But you still had to do it. Well, I guess at that point you could just throw it in there and walk away. Yeah, exactly. So, but, yeah, I was just like, man, they couldn't have this on DVD. (laughs) Yeah, right. But... Or LaserDisc. Yeah, or LaserDisc. Yeah, those giant, giant discs, man. It's about as big as like a serving platter. <laughs> exactly. And I remember if you put it in the wrong way, it would show an image of a turtle on its back. Do you remember that? No, I never had one. Oh, no? Okay. No. Well, it did. <laughs> it basically said, turn me over, you big dummy. <laughs> Why don't you put a label on it? <laughs> <laughs> it did. They did. Oh. It was for the people that couldn't read. <laughs> I guess if you couldn't read that, they, you know, I guess then you could read like hieroglyphics of an upside down turtle. What I what I hate though are those like 
the DVDs, like when you get a DVD mm-hmm. that has like the full screen on one side and widescreen on the other side. Oh, so like there's silver on both. Yeah, there's no label, and you have to like look on the little. You look on the little thing on the center, and it'll tell you like side A or side B, and it'll say side A full screen. So I I always have a problem. I was like, okay, so is side A? Does it mean that you if you want the widescreen format? Okay, say that the label says widescreen on this side. So I'm looking at it. Does that mean that the top side that I'm looking at is the widescreen? So I need to flip it upside down to play it? Or does it mean if you want to see widescreen to put it in this way? Because it never works for me. Every time I get one of those, I always put it in the wrong way and I always end up with the full screen. You're made for Netflix. (laughs) Streaming, baby. Or vice versa. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> streaming is where it's at <laughs> <laughs> end of problem then it's like is my remote control upside down or right side up <laughs> so i might have seen a turtle a lot had i had a laser disc but... yeah oh yeah so but anyways yeah, I'm, I'm even like reminiscing about the rewinding like how, wasn't there like a couple of speeds where when you first hit rewind it would go like kind of slow and then you heard it like ramp up those, those were like the uh the uh super duper high premium High cost VCRs. Oh, the ones that they sold back in the early nineties, <laughs> as opposed to the ones that were as big as like a small desk. And remember or how a they coffee used to, table. They used to have the little the analog counters on them. Like, did anybody Vaguely. ever need a counter for? I mean, that was like back in like grade school. Yeah, where they had the big ones on the AV carts. Where you know it, Where it, it was a top loader. It was like it used yeah, yeah, yeah. hands to push the thing down into the machine, mm-hmm. and the play button was about as big as your fist. <laughs> yeah, because they looked like the old cassette tape machines, you know. Oh man! Where it was like that little. It wasn't a button per se, but it was more like one of those. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a button that like levers down. Yeah, you know, those little portable cassette players that would, that they would have in the desks. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But to our younger audience, they're going to be like, "What are these guys talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> it's something that we had to suffer through, and just be glad you didn't. <laughs> so, like, what's rewind mean? <laughs> yeah, and everybody's, you know, twenty years from now, they're going to be like, "Man, you remember CDs? Yeah, that was awful. You actually had scratches on them, and you had to take care of them." Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean you had to go to the store and buy something? Why didn't you just download it? Or <laughs> suckers. <laughs> so what do you remember the the age of mixtapes? <laughs> and when CDs. I don't know what you're out, talking about. When CDs first came out, everybody had the uh, had to go buy those those cassette deck converters. So you put like a fake cassette tape in your thing and had a wire sticking out of your radio that you put. Oh yeah. Into your portable DVD player or your your portable CD player. So that you were rocking down the street with a CD that would skip all the time because it was yep. it was a portable. <laughs> so every bump you hit <laughs> would throw that thing off kilter. <laughs> Funny that you mentioned that. That's the first purchase I ever made with my real job. <laughs> was a portable <laughs> DVD player? CD. Or, I mean, CD player, portable yeah. CD player, yeah. Oh. And that could end up tail end of high school. Yeah. Wow. So. Good times. Well, that was then. This is now. <laughs> And now it's all about what we've been playing. So it's all about me. What what have you been playing this week, Rob? I had a little bit of Borderlands Two action. 
And uh, other than that, I mean, when I say little, I mean very little. And uh, other than that, I've had a lot of misery and, <laughs> so I gotta and stress. Ask, and Have you oh. met Claptrap yet? Yes, I have. Okay. I hope so, because I'm just wondering, because you say very little. If you haven't met Claptrap, that means you haven't got off the main menu yet. <laughs> no, I, I did get beyond that. <laughs> so did you get out of his little cave? Yes, I did. Home? <laughs> yes, I did. All right. And, it, you know, it, it's funny how, like, when I first started playing, and uh, what was that first guy? Knuckle Dragger? Yeah. Something. When he started attacking, I mean, I've been playing... I guess too many side scrollers <laughs> for a while. It's, it was like so hard to aim. I was just like spazzing out when <laughs> when he was coming after me. You know, it's like I'm looking at the sky, I'm looking at the ground, I'm shooting at the ground. I'm sh- oh man, <laughs> so this, you should this, be an expert by now. Yeah, you know, this, you've had it, your Xbox how many years? Uh, I got it last year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It's new the to current me. one, the one you're playing on, you may have purchased <laughs> last year. That's not your first one. <laughs> I saved my pennies and I got it last week. <laughs> oh. So are, you know, are you enjoying the game? No, it's it's very cool. I like it a lot. I I really kind of wish I had a keyboard and mouse for some reason, but I, I know I got to soldier through and just get used to the controller again. It, it's amazing how, like, if you just don't play those first-person shooters for a while, how you get so rusty with it. But the game's awesome. It's hilarious. and I think uh, Wing mentioned it uh, on last week's show, how the game is just funny. The characters, the claptrap, they just they just crack them up. So every time I hear something funny come out of his mouth, that just always reminds me. It reminds me of you, Mark. Aww. Aww. How sweet. My best bud. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, we go from there. <laughs> yeah, that was our bromance moment. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Where do we go from there? Next topic. <laughs> so, what have you been playing? Um, Borderlands Two, dude. I still have Sleeping Dogs and Lollipop Chainsaw still sitting here. I still can't find. I cannot force myself to put them in because that means that I'm if I'm going to be playing, then I that means I wouldn't be playing Borderlands Two. Um, I'm on my second playthrough. Um, I've got my character up to 43. I can't remember if I hit 44 last night. I, can't, I think I hit 44. Yeah, I think I'm on 44 now. Just just hit it. So um, I need to get back on and keep going. I'm trying to go for 50. Um, I'm just having a blast with the game, dude. Um and if if anybody is interested about a full-on no-holds-barred discussion of Borderlands 2, when we finish our show today and we start signing off, stick around because there is an hour and a half, roughly about an hour and a half, discussion that I had with Soul Assassin 808 all about Borderlands. We cover the story. We talk about, we talk about everything. So if you haven't finished the game, you may want to hold off and come back to that later time if you've already finished it or you don't care about spoilers. Um, you just want to hear some good commentary about the game and our thoughts. Uh, check it out. Um, hopefully, if all goes well tonight, I will have some very humorous little commentary from Claptrap and Tiny Tina, my other favorite character in the game, um, peppered throughout the spoiler cast episode 
or portion of this show. Um, but again, that's not till we'll definitely give you a heads up when we go into that. Um, so if you haven't played it, you know, you can still listen to our regular podcast and we throw that on at the end. So, but it was fun. It was nice get talking with uh, Soul about that. And, uh, I just love this game, man. Game of the year. Absolutely game of the year for me. Not surprising. <laughs> Come on, it's Borderlands. Yeah. So, we should probably just move into our topic since really our show, we're already almost two hours in. So, <laughs> since we have an hour and a half to tack on to the end of this. <laughs> this could so be a this, long show this week. So, so it's going to be like an Achievement Hounds length show then. It might be. I don't know. I don't know. Those guys are insane. I don't know how they can sit in their chair for that long. These five-hour podcasts that they do. I don't know. Oh, yeah. On a regular basis almost, too. Yeah, I haven't, I don't even know. I have to look, see if they're still doing that. I have, I haven't even actually had a chance to listen to them because it's just, it, it, they were just too long. Uh, yeah, last week was four and a half hours. (laughs) Three and a half the week before that, four hours before that. Yeah, I just, it's too long. I can't do it. I'm surprised when I see it below four. I mean, Uh, I expect it to be more. You'd think they'd put less time or more time into gaming and less time into talking, <laughs> since that's what they're about is achievements. So, but they're, pas- they're passionate. They are they're passionate, pas- not with each other, but about achievements. Oh, they are, and I think that that actually leads me into something that I know they're going to be talking about. And and it was funny because it already got Kyle to make a comment, uh, Mr. Moronic Cow, uh, and I, he was already mad. You could tell, and I'm just like kind of have my own thought on it, but I'll, I'll leave that to myself. But um, Microsoft is now offering rewards for Xbox achievements. Um, they have introduced the My Achievement program that will offer rewards based on your gamer score. So I know we, I mean, we talked about this way back in the old Xbox podcast days when we were doing that show a long time ago about wouldn't it be cool if you actually could get stuff for your gamer score. Well, it's actually coming true. Um, you have to be an Xbox Live Gold member, and they've broken it down into three levels based upon the amount of achievements that you have unlocked. So, before I go any further, Rob, I have to ask, what is your achievement score right now? Close to 4,000. Almost 4,000? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's gone up almost a thousand in like three years. You are 3,801. So I am actually very happy to say you actually will gain something. You meet the, you meet the very lowest, the very first level of this called the contender category. Okay. And based on your rate of achievement scores, you'll probably stay in the contender category. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, because the contender, you have to have 3,000 gamer score to hit the contender. So you made that. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Um, if you have, if your gamer score is between three to 9,000, you are in the first tier. And this first tier, are you ready for this? Okay. You will receive a special gift on your birthday month. Oh, yay. Yeah. Is that awesome or what? What kind of crappy gift am I going to get? Uh, I don't know. But I think I read somewhere that it, it equates out to like 25 cents or something. It's it's not going to be enough. I'm sure it's going to be like some t-shirt, for nothing, avatar Microsoft. t-shirt or something. 
You know, it's not going to be much. You know, I'm sure it'll be like an Avatar T-shirt or if something. If it's something like that, I'll I'll just uh, do a passive aggressive display of contempt by not downloading it. And there you go. Um, now, if if you ever for some reason can get yourself into the five digit, I know it's a long ways away. Yeah, about seven eight years. <laughs> But if you can ever hit 10,000 gamer score, Rob, you will go into the champion level. And this is for all you out there that are sitting there between 10 to 24,999 gamer score. Champion. This, you will get that special gift during your birthday month. And 1% rebate on Xbox Live Marketplace purchases every month. From that point on? Yep. Okay. As long as you maintain Xbox Live Gold status. Okay. And you don't get, you're not boosting or cheating and get yourself your, your gamer score reset. Ooh, yikes. So, so yeah, it's pretty exciting, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm just jumping for joy. Okay, well, then what's uh, the next level? But I gotta say, what I'm, what I'm wondering is, you know, why do we call our, why do we call this show the Legendary Podcast? If you're barely squeaking into the the contender category because this is where you're at oh and probably 99 percent of our listeners that's right this is where i am pulling it for the team buddy i'm dragging you out of the muck and the mire and i have pulled you all the way up from contender way past champions and you are now my friend you are considered amongst the legends because you and me are in the legend category. You being by default that, you know, our scores combined. <laughs> You're still only a contender though. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> but in my mind, we're together though, we are a legend. <laughs> Whatever. So legend category is for anybody over 25,000 gamer score. They also get that special gift on their birthday month. And, points. and guess what? Not 1%, but 2% rebate back oh, I thought you said Xbox two. Live Marketplace purchases okay. every month. 2%, a whopping 2%, man. So let, let's let's figure that out. Okay. Um, so let's say you buy a 1,200-point game. Okay? Oh. At 2%. That means that that twelve hundred point game now costs you eleven seventy six, <laughs> saving you what twenty four Microsoft points, which is roughly about a quarter. <laughs> it's about twenty five cents. But hey, <laughs> so you can just just dude, just like that guy told me back in the day when I worked at Circuit City and he made me price adjust a Game Boy for $0.25 cents to match Target's price. And I looked at him like, are you serious? He said, it's something. It's So at least it's something. It's something, I guess, whatever. I, You know, to me, this is not even worth it. What's the point? Because you're going to get, I guess, eventually maybe my 2% will get me uh, 80 points. Maybe I'll gain a dollar over... I buy enough. I buy a 1,200 Microsoft Point game every month. About, I guess, every four months, I'd get a dollar back. So that would maybe buy me something for like some Avatar T-shirt or something. You know, 
but I'm not. I don't buy $1,200 Microsoft stuff every games every month. So I don't know. I guess you know it's Xbox Live Marketplace purchases. So I guess your videos and stuff like that would count. Uh, music. You, you know, know it's a, it's a better deal. It's a better deal to just go out there and you know buy those cheap like 4000 point cards off of eBay or whatever. That's a better deal to save money than it is to get this 2%. Yeah, and it's just I mean, I don't see the point of this because I just don't see it. I mean, what's what's the big whoop of about 1 or 2%? I mean, that's it. That's all there is to this. That's yeah. the end of it. And and I'm sitting here I've got what's my gamer score? I don't even know. Um, that's how much I pay attention. It's more I'm, than mine. It's more than yours. I'm 137,975. So whoa, now, hey, don't let that go to your head. Um, I don't, because I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> it's like 138,000. So 25,000 puts you in the legend category. Which to me, man, I have had that years ago, and there's nothing beyond that. So, and I already know the achievement hounds are all ticked off about it, because they're like, how could somebody that's only at twenty five thousand be considered a legend and in the same category as all these people that have multiple hundred thousand scores? Now, here's my thing. The thing is, is like, who cares? <laughs> what doesn't matter, you know? But again, it goes to this whole, you know. People that take their achievement score so religiously, like it's life and death, um, it, it's a meaningless score. It doesn't mean anything, especially when people are buying, you know, and boosting and hacking and getting a thousand points by not even playing the game. And I mean, it's just it's just a meaningless score. So it really doesn't matter on this meaningless program. This is a meaningless program, obviously, because what's well, it's. I don't. I can't say it's meaningless. It's just it, it is super set well, to you. <laughs> Come on, they're saying you're a legend at twenty five thousand gamer score. Okay, but I know like the average is like really low. Okay, you know because if by looking at these numbers, I think of two things immediately. Number one, the majority of the people are somewhere between zero and ten thousand gamer score. Yeah, I think the okay, average so, is like eleven thousand. That's the average across Xbox. I would, I'd be surprised if it was if it was that high. You know, I, with, would, I mean, that's a couple of games. Yeah, I, I, I would think that it would be somewhere still under even five thousand, just based on how how these uh, things are spread out. And then one other thing I wanted to add was I had a buddy who was a manager of this company that I used to work for. And they always had an employee of the quarter. And we were just talking one day about how uh, I had never been nominated. And I was one of the, like, senior top guys at that company. And, you know, I just mentioned, like, you know, I never even got nominated or anything. And he's like, you know what, Rob? Things like this, like these kind of promotions or events or whatever you want to call them, they're really not for the, you know, high achievers. They're for that guy that just gets by so that when he gets his thing, he gets like a little pat on the shoulder. He's like, you know you're good, so you don't need something like this. It's just for the average person. They're the ones that need those kind of accolades. So you look at this, you know, the people that have got the, you know, the 200,000 gamer score, you know, even over a 100 or over 50,000, that's a lot. It's like those are the people, they know they're good, and they don't need 
<laughs> these, you know, stupid little things, stupid little promotions. I don't know because they need the gamer score. They're, it's like they're they've got to have that recognition. It's it's that important to them. Yeah, it is. But uh, something like this makes no difference. You know, you look at the achievement hounds, or you know, I'll just bring up Kyle. I'm not even sure what his gamer score is now. You know, to him, he doesn't need anything like this to make him want to achieve more gamer score. You know, for him, it's the gaming. No, but I think they're the. But the point is that there's you. Okay. Think about it, Rob. Okay, if you were just to get up to bust out a few more points and got into that twenty-five thousand point month, you would be a legend. You would be considered a legend, the Uh, same uh, as Kyle. Right. I'm considered the same as Kyle. Okay, what is Kyle? Let me look him up since we're going to use him as an example. Yeah. Um, I think he hasn't kicked me off his friends list yet. Um, where is he? He's got 285,859. So he's almost at 300,000. Yeah. Okay. So he's, what, two and a half, twice. He's more than twice my, my score. Yep. But. And I remember when you guys were Him and I are both legends. Uh, uh, Based on this program, him and I are exactly the same. We're both legends. Hey, C's get degrees. See what I'm saying? That's yep. that's where they're getting they don't like it. Yeah. But my thing is it doesn't matter. It's a useless program. It's just irrelevant. just like yeah. the gamer score is useless. It doesn't matter. And um and, and and to me they should have made this very different. I mean, saying that the top at the top of it is getting 25,000 or higher just seems stupid. Um but again, if the average, and I think it was Major Nelson said like a year ago, I believe he came out and said like the average is like eleven thousand. That's like the yeah. average gamer score across all of my uh, all Xbox Live ga- you know yeah. members. That's surprising. So, you know, but then you you get someone like you who's not not big into the gaming. You know, you're you're more of a board gamer, so you're not big on well, the Xbox, but you like it. Not even just that, but I don't, I don't care to like go through and finish games like i just finished deadlight and i think i had 240 points out of the 400 i and really you're good with it yeah i don't really feel the need to you know get all 400 right and i went back even though i was a little upset at the game i went back and got them right because like i like the game and see that's where i'm like like borderlands i'm gonna milk i'm gonna get the full i will get them you know, no matter how long it takes me. And there's Definitely one not. that's going to be... But I, I maxed out the first game, but I love the game. Right. See, so it makes me want to go after them, and I'm doing different things. Sure, nothing wrong with that. So, you know, but this is just seems like a really useless program, and I, I just think this is dumb. And it's like if they're trying to if they're trying to compete with PlayStation Network where PSN gamers get a free game or multiple free games every month with their membership. That's how what are they giving me? Two percent back on what I buy? That's dumb. This is this is a joke. And I think Microsoft should be embarrassed by it. This is retarded. This is dumb. It just is a waste. From the eyes of you know the hardcore gamers, this is irrelevant. It is just it's irrelevant to to anyone. It's irrelevant yeah. to anyone, because why are they doing this? PSN, 
has actually in the eyes of, and there was an article out about it. It had nothing to do with this. I've read other articles several times about comparing PSN to Xbox Live. Xbox yep. Live has always been the premium service. Now, they're not. And PSN is running away with it. And the only thing that Live has is party chat. That's really the only thing we have different. You can be on PSN, and I'm talking about paid. Okay, you pay your $50 for a PSN per year. You're now paying $60 for Xbox Live per year. With PSN, uh, what is it, PlayStation Pro or PlayStation Plus? With PlayStation Plus membership, you get like free arcade games, free retail games every month. And you can play them. They give you a new one every month. You don't get anything like that. All we get here is, oh, well, if you've already earned the gamer score, we'll give you 2% back on stuff that you have to purchase. So I'm getting nothing unless I give them more money, and then I'm getting 2% back, which is a joke. It's a 25 cents if I buy a $1,200, 1200 Microsoft Point game, which is $12, right? That's uh, $15, sorry. It's 15, 15 yeah, yeah. So for every $15 I spend, they're going to give me 25 cents back. <laughs> Come on, are you kidding me? I could save $10 a year, go to PSN, and get an actual $10 game free every month. And they're good games. They're good I mean, games. It's, I've got you know, it's, retail It's not games. like junky like indie titles or live titles or something. I mean, it's... They're good quality games. And that's the thing. So it's like, this is a joke. This is a waste of time. I, I don't know who came up with this brilliant idea at Microsoft, but they're just retarded. And this is dumb. I, I just think this is a big waste of time. Yeah. You know, so. You know. And then they failed a... on every level, you know, because I don't think 25,000 gamer score is a legend. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. But I, I think bringing up of if the average is 11,000. Okay. You know, looking at the average. Yeah. You got to cut the hardcores out from this. But even cutting them out, which they did, obviously, it makes no sense. I wonder if they just did it because if they put in, like, you know, 300,000, it would be just seem so, like, far out of reach of you know, the average player, you know? You know, the people that spend more time on Netflix and... Yeah. Using more of a media machine and they play, you know, casual games here and there to them, it'll just be crazy. It's like, wow, this looks so high. I mean, why would I even bother? Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, w I just wonder if that kind of decision was made because, you know, some of these decisions that are made in promotions like this, they're made by marketing people, not gamers. Right. But it still makes, I mean, it, what's the, What's the promotion here? What's the draw? Do they really think people are going to jump over to this going, wow, 2% back? That's awesome. By, you know, yearly, yearly subscriptions worth it now. It's, it's, it's dumb. That's, that's the thing I'm saying. Hey, on a little side note, there was a uh, podcast I was listening to about a week or two ago. I think it was What the Tech. And... They were talking on there, and they said in the... I hope they were talking on there if it was a podcast. Yes. Yeah. No, they were uh, <laughs> signing. 
No, but they were talking on there about how there's really two things out there in like tech land that have almost kind of like a devout following. Number one is Apple products, you know, with the iPhone and, and so forth, where the people are like so diehard into it. And and then they brought up, and this is a Microsoft guy that actually said this, and he goes, the second thing is Xbox Live, you know, where you get people that are, you know, paying for the service and they are just diehard. They love this thing. They'll defend it to death, you know, where there's competing products out there that in some ways might be better, but, you know, they'll never see that. So it was kind of a interesting little chat. You guys might want to check it out. Uh, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> I like Microsoft. I like Xbox Live. I do. Yeah. Yeah. But and I love my Xbox. Mm-hmm. But as uh, as you and the listeners of the show very much know, I'm going to call out crap. I will cry foul when I see it, and whether you know, just because I like it doesn't mean I have to drink the Kool Aid. Doesn't mean sure. I have to take sure. everything the PR machine churns out and go, yep, yep. You know, I mean, if I did that, then I'd be a Democrat. So. <laughs> And I'm not. Or, so. <laughs> Zing. or, or you're doing that now. <laughs> or, you, or you're doing that now because they haven't been giving us enough payola. <laughs> now, yeah. Now, if Microsoft wants to wants to purchase us and and, and pay us very well, man, I'll talk nothing but good. Yeah. I, can, I can be bought. <laughs> they give us a new Xbox every month. Oh, look, another Shiny. limited edition. Shiny and new. <laughs> Oh, it smells new. There's nothing like that fresh Xbox smell. So, but Sweet. anyways, if you want, make sure you go to uh, my achievements. Well, it's re- rewards.xbox.com forward slash my achievements. Um, go there, make sure you log in, and it's it's gonna automatically will tell you. Oh, I did it, and it's like, oh, you're a legend, and I was like, great. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. Um, so. I'm going to move on. I, I think we've ripped that one into the ground. And, um, okay, it's now a five-hour show. <laughs> so i got to have a rant every once in a while. Oh, for sure. I've, come on. At least twice a show. It's been a while. Hey, it's been a while since I've ranted. A week. In fact, I got uh, thanked. Uh, I'm going to even pull it up. Um, uh, Ray uh, thanked me on episode 208 for not bashing on Battlefield 3. So. All right. See, and I was I was biting my tongue and working hard to not <laughs> not uh, take off our battlefield. <laughs> but now I've ticked off our achievement hounds and Democrats. And <laughs> well, we didn't say nothing bad about achievement hounds. I hope I didn't. The others. Well, if I if I did, I wasn't intention. <laughs> was not intended. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I already saw a comment, um, like I said, by Moronic Moronic Cow, and uh, yeah. that's what he was saying. It's like you know they were thought it was ridiculous. Oh and, yeah, um, it is, but it's pointless. You know, it is. It's, so don't get all bent out of shape, you know, over it, guys, because it, it is. It's a stupid, pointless program. <laughs> yeah, may as well not be there. Exactly. Okay, so moving on. Uh, there's been a little bit of a. Information coming out from Telltale for The Walking Dead. Uh, what, what would you call it? Not trilogy, because trilogy is three. What is five? Quintilogy? <laughs> Isn't it quint? Five? Or pent? I. Huh? No, when there's like five of something. 
So the trilogy is three of something, because there's going to be five, right? In the Walking Dead series. There's five episodes. Yeah. In season one, it's one season. Right. So it's uno. Singular. Uh, okay, whatever. Anyway, we lost. Okay. Did you take so, your drug test this month for? <laughs> so, uh, so uh, they did a little bit of release on uh, the next episode of Walking Dead. That's episode number four, and it's going to be out on December fourth. So it's a little bit over two months away from when uh, we're recording the show. Uh, the European date has yet to be announced, so that date is for the U.S. release. So that's something uh, I'm kind of looking forward to. Now, after uh, Episode three's kind of wore off on me a little bit, how about you, Mark? You looking forward to it? Uh, of course I am. Heck yeah. And, and the show's starting in, what, two weeks? Three weeks? Yeah, something like that. I'm trying not to think about it. I just know it's yeah. October. Yeah, so one day I'm gonna turn my DVR on and it'll be there and I'll be like, Yes! Woo! <laughs> and then you'll actually won't play Borderlands for forty five minutes. Um Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You'll be glued to the T V. Yeah, so I will. Oh, so that was that. Go ahead. Okay, you're done with that then? Yes, sir. I got to go off on a little side note. Okay. Like we did last week, we talked about a TV show called Revolution. Yeah. Um, did you get to watch episode two or finish episode one? I have not, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I watched episode two. I told you, man, it's been an awful week. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I'm going to continue with the series. Um, I've watched two of them, and I'm just like, mm, I don't know. Really? Um, I just, but there was a new show that really caught my interest from episode one, Ooh, and it's called The Last show. Resort. Yeah. Did you see that? I did not know. Oh my gosh! Come on! Dude. I, I. <laughs> wow, what are you doing? You. What do you do with your time? Come on! <laughs> and tell the wife and kids, send them to the mall or something, dude. And give yourself an hour. I spent like sixty hours working. <laughs> Work on whatever you're spending too much time working. Uh, I know. You know. You've got. Oh my goodness! The last resort is awesome, dude. I it, I did record that uh, on the urging of our mutual friend Jay. You've got to watch it. Mm. I actually, when that one ended, I didn't delete it. I, I yep. want to. I actually want to go back and rewatch it, dude. It was that it's good. It's a keeper. <laughs> it is good, and I'll tell you what. I don't know where this show is going to go, and I don't know what to think because. You know, it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. I don't want to say anything about it. If anybody hasn't seen The Last Resort, get go watch it. Let me see. I don't know if it's um, uh, it's on one of the major networks. I'll tell you here in just a second. It's on ABC.com. You can watch the. Looks like you can watch it for free. Uh, the first episode uh, uh, for free on right on their page, and get your DVR queued up for episode two, people. Oh, awesome, awesome show. Love it. Guaranteed, I'm hooked. Um, yeah, it's 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 good. <laughs> so that's all i got to say. So I, I had to throw that in there. But anyways, let's get I'm back on tap. I'm very anxious to check that one out. I actually did manage to watch one show this week, and that was I saw the full episode of the first season of Fringe. 
And I think you mentioned you were kind of turned off on that one. You watched the first season? Or the first episode of the current, the new season. It's it's recorded. It did yeah. record. I'm still recording it. But I think I fell behind. Yeah. I think I missed some from last season, so I'm kind of waiting for Netflix. I think Netflix or maybe Am. I might have to watch them through the Amazon Prime application. Okay. But I think I thought Netflix had it. No, they do not have it. Um, so let me check my Amazon. But I got to look because I know I didn't get to see all of last season. Um, so I got to catch up if I'm going to watch it. So I, I thought I remember you telling me that you were getting kind of cold on it a little bit. Uh, the last season or two, I think season three and four were kind of meh a little bit. The this first episode was pretty darn good. I mean, it was it was happening. Oh, it's free too for Prime members. So I will. I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to get caught up. They have season four already on there. Uh. Well, let me see. Season four is on net, on on Amazon. Yes. Oh, cool. So I gotta look through here and see which I have where I left off. Cause I really don't remember it's, I'll be even looking at some of these descriptions going, I don't know. Um, I think it was, I think I watched the first three seasons, Yeah. but I, I, I can't remember if I'm, I may have missed all four and fell off in three. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. They took another big turn with season five. I don't want to give it away, but it's pretty good. At least this one episode was, and this is going to be the final season. Yeah, and that's why I think that's why I decided to keep the episodes, because I knew it was going to be the last one. I'm like, well, I know I watched at least most of it. I might as well finish it and see how it wraps up. So I'll have to look. I, I, yeah, check I, out. I'll have to see if I where I left in the last season, but we'll see. Okay. Anyway, so continuing on our first ever six-hour episode. Yay! <laughs> oh, so you're throwing it back to me? You betcha. Mass Effect Trilogy. Pick that, pick that ball up off the floor. The Mass Effect Trilogy is landing on 360 and PC in November, on November 6th. Um, the Mass Effects 1, 2, and 3 are being released in an all-in-one bundle on November 6th. Uh, this com- the compilation is titled Mass Effect Trilogy. That means three, Rob. Try three. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. I knew that one. You just did. You let me down when I asked you what five was. Oh, okay. Um, Sixty dollars. Not a bad deal. Rob, have you played any of the Mass Effect games? Uh, yes, I have. I have not played three. I've mm, probably halfway through two. And you played the first one? No. Oh. <laughs> but you completed the second one? No, I'm halfway through it. Or oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Um. But you can get all three of these for sixty bucks, dude. And I gotta say, that is that's gonna be the gaming deal of the century. If for some reason you've not played Mass Effect, this is the gaming deal of the century. And I will say that um, we did get a Facebook, we got a question later on that we'll talk about from our community where they made a complaint about this. But I'm gonna say now that Bioshock, Bio, I'm sorry, Bioware has confirmed. That this trilogy will include all the DLC. Oh wow! So, so it'll be the game of the year trilogy. 
Yeah, something like Essentially. that. Yeah, I mean, this is one heck of a deal because you're looking at, I mean, just the three, just the three titles alone, that's $180 plus all the DLC. I mean, this is well over worth, it's probably worth $250 you're getting for 60 bucks. And oh my goodness, how many hours of gaming? You know, it's just, if you have not jumped on the bandwagon, Mass Effect bandwagon and haven't played the game yet, Wait till November 6th and get the whole shebang for $60. So, you can't go wrong. It's probably enough to take you into legendary territory. <laughs> That's how much gaming's in there. Yeah. No, it won't get you legendary. But you will get into Contender if you completed them, all three of them. <laughs> so, and you could be right just like Rob. A Contender. Yay. I'm the great contender. All right, that's it. All righty. Next. So it's going to be pretty darn close to uh, election season here with it coming up, what, about five, six weeks away? Yeah. About four? We're like four weeks away. That's still September. Tomorrow's October. (laughs) Oh, wow. And it's November. Yeah, about that, yeah. So... Or second? Four and a half weeks away. <laughs> or November 5th was, no, is it November 5th our election, right? Yeah. It is. Not the second, because that's Monday. Sixth. I was going to say, I thought it was Tuesday. But it is, it's always a, Yeah, the sixth didn't sound right to me. It's got to okay. be the sixth. All right, so there you go, four and Tuesday. a half weeks. <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> so there's going to be... Uh, Another incentive for you to continue your Xbox Live membership uh, for the next four and a half weeks. And that's that if you get your butt online and you watch some of that fantastic election coverage, election 2012 here in the States, if you watch that, you will get yourself a copy of Halo 4 Warrior Armor. I don't, know, I don't know if that's appropriate. It's not a copy. You will get yourself some Halo 4 Warrior armor for your avatar. So does, does that mean that uh, the elections are a battlefield, Mark? I are they that grueling? That you I, need armor? I don't like this move, to be honest. Yeah. I do not agree with what they're doing here. So there, there's going to be a couple of things out there. October 3rd. Uh, is the pres- presidential debate on forest, or foreign policy. October 11th will be the vice presidential debate. October 16th will be the uh, presidential debate on domestic policy. And October 22nd is the presidential debate. So you have four chances. And those are all scheduled at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Here in the States. Is it region locked? Uh, like can our point. can our friends that are in Europe can they watch this? Why would and they will want they get to? the armor? I'd, well, I'm just asking. They might want this armor. I wonder Maybe. if they'll not be allowed into this because uh, that's another good point on that uh, the rebate program that we just talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah. yeah, only available I think in the U.S. Okay. The rewards program is or the my achievements or whatever. Um, it's not available everywhere. 
so you'll have to find out if it's available for you. But it's but that was, that just made my question. You know, if they're giving away something, does that count for people in other countries? <laughs> Who knows? I would. You know, it should be open to everybody. But you know, we'll see. Whatever the arrangements were. Um, there's also going to be polling, live polling in this thing, and you can present poll questions via Twitter using the hashtag pound Xbox poll. So maybe if you're outside of the U.S., you know, they could restrict that, but, you know, still let people watch. Who knows? Uh, I guess we'll, we'll find out. I'll have to send that out to if anybody out there. Of course, it's at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So most of our friends in Europe will be sleeping. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be what nine, about four in the morning, approximately. Yeah, approximately, yep. So I think it's about a seven-hour difference for most of those European countries. So we probably won't find out. <laughs> yeah. All right, Soul Assassin, that's your job. Get up on those days <laughs> and let us know if you can watch it or not. <laughs> our roving reporter. Yeah. So. Alrighty. Um. See. Move on to our next one, I guess, huh? Let's do it. Okay, Borderlands 2. Uh, this is the one that scares me. Um, there has been reported a bug that is wiping your badass ranks, your achievements, um, and uh, pretty much you're losing your keys, all your heads and skins. Uh, all your in and everything, and it lowers your stats to unplayable levels. It's basically wiping everything out except your challenges. It doesn't erase any of the challenges, so you can't get any. You can't like redo them to get all that bonus XP you get from those. Um, it's a. That's kind of scary if you ask me, and especially as many hours as I know so many people, including myself, have put into this game. Uh, if we got hit with this, that would just like be the end. Oh, it would be horrible. Uh, Gearbox is aware of it. They are looking at it. There's a huge thread on it over in the official Gearbox forums. They are saying that Gearbox is saying it's fairly rare occurrence. Um, they are looking into it. Their engineers are. And um, they are thankful to the community for all the information that has been provided. Um, and they're saying at the moment it seems to be a fairly rare issue, and we'll keep you updated of, on when we resolve it. Uh, one piece of advice so far was to tell players who logged in to find their badass ranks or achievements what was to find nothing there was to immediately quit the game and boot it back up. Um, don't know, just just be aware of it. Um, it hasn't stopped me from playing. I'm, I'm relying on that very rare part of it. <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't appear. Um, but, you know, take, we'll take it from there. Just wanted to let you guys know, be aware of it. Okay. Then, uh, one thing I just wanted to talk about briefly was, you know, for those of us that have been longtime gamers, uh, one game from the 90s that might ring a bell is Beneath a Steel Sky. Do you remember that one, Mark? Never heard of it. It was, uh... A PC game. I think it might have actually even been out in Amiga. I don't remember. But uh, it, it was a PC game. It was a fantastic kind of like cyberpunk uh, type of tale about a guy that 
gets transported into another world and, you know, he's trying to, you know, find his way back. It's one of those, you know, kind of like King's Quest style where it's... Okay. You know, I get exactly what they call those types of games, adventure games. Or yeah. Not really role-playing games. No, they're adventure games. Yeah, where you're just clicking around, your guys moving, you interact with the environment and with people. Point-and-click point adventure? Yeah, kind of like that. So... Uh, this game was a classic, and there's been some releases of it on the, uh, the smartphones. Uh, I think within the last year, I'm sure it's out on iOS. I definitely know it was out on Android. And uh, there's been talk about a sequel for for some time now, but it's now official that the uh, game will be redone. There will be uh, a sequel to it. Uh, right now, it's being uh, developed for the PC, iOS, and Android, and the developer revolution that's doing it is looking into producing a console version. So I'm guessing it's probably going to be an Xbox Live uh, type of release. But uh, I'm really excited about this thing because this game was fantastic, and I really hope that you know they kind of stick with the same kind of um, you know, feel, and, you know, they just don't ruin the game like, you know, that Duke game. Anyway, so I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, it's something that we can look forward to in the next, uh, you know, year or two or whatever, however long it takes to come out. Just think, Rob, you won't yeah. get 1% or 2% back on that purchase. <laughs> oh, <laughs> darn. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> but you could. Yeah. Now, now's your chance to prepare. Get your get your score up so you can get that one to two percent back. Yep. Oh, and uh, another quick thing: this is uh, I've been talking about it for the last couple shows. Was Jet Set Radio was released a week ago, a week and a half ago, so it's finally out for eight hundred points. I just uh, downloaded it today. I haven't had a chance to play it, but it's a it's a pretty fun little game. If you see it on sale, definitely pick it up. I'm done. Alrighty. Back to you. Back to me. Alright, now we're going to get into one of my more favorite topics. And that's Call of Duty, baby. Woo! Yeah, crowd goes wild. Everyone's excited. Woo-woo. Um, so I just want to read about some of the information. That has been given out recently in regards to some of the multiplayer and the zombies are back. We knew zombies were going to be there, um, but they are now confirmed. So, zombies mode. I'm going to just start with that. I want to talk about that. So, Treyarch has revealed that three modes uh, during its preview event that they had, detailing them in a presentation... Uh, one mode will be instantly recognizable to fans of other Treyarch Call of Duty games. Transit. Now, this mode adds scale to their original game type and acts as the primary mode for zombie players. Rather than be stuck in one location, players are free to explore a big, giant, expansive world, calling it significantly better than anything ever, uh, that Treyarch has ever created. Uh, they promise, Treyarch has promised players playing solo or up to four players co-op, can traverse on foot or via the bus featured in the Zombie World premiere trailer. Uh, be- 
Now here's a quote. Because it's open and because there are multiple locations in this world where you can play and where the infestation is, there's different strategies about how you can approach it. It's a much bigger world with much more going on. Moving through the world in the bus has tactical advantages such as speed. However, it isolates players and can become very difficult to escape from. Going it on foot into the fog, which players can do by themselves or as part of a group, also has its perks, but puts players in the middle of danger. To aid in their survival, players can collect uh, pieces of items from throughout the world, putting them together to create buildables, including weapons, tools, and things to help open new areas of the world. So another world, another mode is survival. This has the more classic zombies vibe, where zombie aggressors attack the player within a single area from the expansive transit world. From its description, things work relatively the same as they have in the past. Hole up, fortify your location, and venture out to grab bonuses scattered throughout the environment when you find the right moment. Survival areas are carved out of the transit world and customized by Treyarch to act much like dedicated maps. Um, they wouldn't give out an exact number, but have been promised to have act. But promised players will have access to multiple areas in survival that are designed to be played as a standalone section. These areas feature the same gameplay zombie fans are used to, including magic items and pack-a-punch machines. Then there's Grief Mode, which is a new mode available for up to eight players that takes the concept of survival and adds a competitive twist. In this mode, two teams of four players are dropped within the zombie-infested transit world and must outlive the opposing team. This is what we've called in the past 4Z4, uh, detailing a mode that breaks down to a simple descriptor of humans versus humans versus zombies. It's really humans versus zombies because the zombies don't care what team you're on. They just want human flesh and brains. So in this mode, human players cannot kill each other. However, they can play with the world to put the opposing team in precarious situations, hence the name Grief. The last human team standing wins the match. Standard elements like blocking passages seems to be on the docket to make the other team's life harder, but there are new mechanics exclusive to this mode. The players can employ to grief the other team with, um, when pressed for details, uh, Treyarch would not budge and give, uh, basically say what those, those elements were. So, but there's gonna be obviously different things to do. Now, Call Black, and now in the Call of, uh, of Duty Black Ops 2, the zombies mode has been built on the multiplayer engine. In the past, uh, or in the past, Treyarch has stated this decision allows the developer to do new things it was unable to do in previous iterations. But what does this mean? Stat tracking. Zombie fans will now have extensive stats attached to their monster hunting sessions, much like multiplayer fans have had in the competitive part of the game. Uh, you'll now have leaderboards. So stat tracking transitions into leaderboards for each zombie mode and can be broken down in detailed ways, like ranking based on maps, as an example, players could check rankings for survival in one particular area. That will have its own leaderboard. Um, and there'll be other breakdowns for other modes as well. There's improved matchmaking. Uh, using the multiplayer system, the game will attempt to match players faster than it has in the past. Because stats are tracked, Treyarch will do its best to match players with similar skill in the zombies mode. Of course, players can jump in and play with friends or anyone of varied skill levels if they choose. And custom games. They're now going to let you create custom games of the modes. Um, creating a, a custom zombie game, players can make a series of decisions, including 
setting a starting round with players given points at the beginning of the match that are relative to the round choice so players can purchase weapons and items to help them survive. You can set challenges like headshots only at the beginning of the match or specific rounds, turn magic items off, uh, no perk machines, no pack-a-punch, no mystery bonuses, etc. Uh, there will be a laundry list of tweaks players can make. So, a few additional details uh, that we were able to find out about um, about the mode. Uh, the mode features four new playable characters, including a female survivor. Uh, because the mode has no established narrative, track won't uh, tell us what um, era the envisioned they envision the survivors living in. The single-player mode in Black Ops 2 shifts between the 1980s and the, and the year 2025, while multiplayer takes place exclusively in the near future. While some weapons in the teaser trailer point to a future timeline, uh, Treyarch tells us that the date remains a mystery. Zombies only exist because of the feedback from the fans. Um, that's why they've continued to work with it. There are more zombie types, including new normal zombies and new special zombies. There's a lot uh, revolving around the zombie game type and all modes uh, that they haven't still revealed, so there's still even going to be more stuff. And there's going to be plenty of Easter eggs hidden throughout the transit environment. So there's a lot of stuff coming in regards to zombies, which I know all the zombie people love. Hey, Rob, that's you, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Zom Zombies are good. <laughs> okay. Uh. All right. Also, now, some other things that Treyarch has done is they've introduced several revisions to – now, this goes outside of the, the zombies, um, uh, if you will. Uh, let me – let me change something here. No, I want that back that way. Man, I'm going blind. I got. I'm just. I just used the magnifier. <laughs> oh boy, and I can't seem to get around on my page with the magnifier up. Um, in developing Black Ops 2, Treyarch introduced several revisions to the gameplay mechanics for online multiplayer that have been the hallmark of the Call of Duty franchise. These include the introduction of multi-team games that will allow matches to host three or more teams of players um, in, instead of just the two factions. And there's been a revision to the create a class function that allows users to create customized characters for use in multiplayer. Um, the kill streak function, which gives players in-game rewards for killing other players, has likewise been revised and will now be known as, as score streaks. Whereas players still receive in-game rewards... Uh, these are unlocked by performing certain actions, such as killing other players, successfully capturing territory, and so on, rather than simply killing other players. Uh, furthermore, the wager matches featured, uh, featured in Call of Duty Black Ops has been removed. These changes were introduced to shift the emphasis towards objective-based gameplay, reward players who work in teams, and to make the game more accessible to new players. In addition, Treyarch has announced plans to integrate Black Ops 2 into the world of esports or competitive gaming. We talked about this in a previous one, uh, where they unveiled a matchmaking system designed uh, to pair players based on their skills, um, and uh, while the game within the game to ensure their online games are uh, relatively equal in terms of player skill, but they've also announced the, the um, uh, what they call COD casting or the COD casting. So it's kind of like it's a live streaming of the games and people can, you know, you can actually 
be on your on your Xbox and actually instead of playing in the game, you can actually um, make this podcasting well or this live stream of the game and you make commentary on it, uh, much as if you were watching a football game and hearing a people you know people commenting on the people. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps up what I know of the changes to the multiplayer for Call of Duty. And we had this question come in, hence the reason uh, why I mentioned it. Um, and you'll find out why later. But we did have a question on this, so... Zombies, man, more zombies, better. It's not going to be, it's going to be improved. New grief modes, which could be in- interesting. I think that might be kind of fun to see. And uh, eight, eight, eight players, so that will be interesting. Um, are you going to get Call of Duty Black Ops 2, Rob? Mm, probably not. Probably not. I probably will. I probably will, but I don't ever play the zombie modes. Yeah. So, but I'll probably still pick the game up. So... Anywho, that's it for Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Okay. And next thing, uh, real quick, is NBA Live 13 has been canceled. News of 10. All right, moving on. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a surprise at all, man. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I haven't really been following this a whole lot because I don't play the basketball games too much. But, I mean, I was really surprised at a little bit of the history on this. So this is... What, the third or fourth cancellation in a row? Is that right? No, I think it's just the second time. Well, yeah. was it the third? Because I don't think they did one last year. The year, says, before uh, they, the year before they canceled, if I'm thinking correctly, they canceled it two years ago and said third. they were going to redo it and they were, they were going to take the following year off, I believe, and they, they were supposed to come out this year. So I think this makes okay. two canceled, but... Three missed opportunities, I believe. Because this one article says that they haven't shipped a bas or EA hasn't shipped a basketball game since 2009. So, so they shipped it in nine for the 2010 season. So they didn't do that, a 11, they didn't do a 12, and now they canceled 13. Okay, nine for the 10. I got you. Okay. Yeah, they shipped it in 09 for, so it would have been NBA right. 2010 or NBA 2K10 or whatever they call it. Yeah. So. And I mean, that's amazing because I guess they came out with a trailer that people are saying it looks like it got edited to make the game look better than it actually did. And then the guy came out uh, shortly after and said, hey, it's not ready. We're canceling it, which is better than putting out a junky game and having everybody pissed off at you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, no NBA 2013 for everybody. Sorry. Or NBA Live 13. Hmm. News of 10. So I wonder who really... I wonder if anybody's bummed out about it. I mean, the 2K series has done so well the last couple of years that I don't... I don't think it really matters. Right. You know? Um, I don't know. Let us know. Write in, call in, let us know what you think if you're kind of bummed out by this. Um, if this is concerning to you. So, yeah, I don't know. 
not sure what to make of it, but now if it doesn't work, at least they're saying nope. I don't don't put out. I'm glad that they didn't just put out a garbage game, and yeah. uh, you know just to get it out. Yeah. So. No, you got to give them props for that. I suppose you know they are the evil empire, EA, but I guess at least they did the right thing here. Yep. So. All right. Uh, next thing is, and I'm actually trying to. I failed on this part to um, get some more further information. So hopefully um, I can find something here. And no, I'm still not. But Halo 4, there was some... Oh, maybe this will give it to me. Okay, there was some stuff that came out from Halo 4 this past week. Uh, they dropped uh, some screenshots and... They also had talked about um, a new, uh, for multiplayer, will now include a new Flood game type. Um, the Flood game type is where a group of Spartans have been transferred into a host of incredibly fast and deadly Flood combat forms. So I'm trying to find um, some a little bit more information. So... Bear with me as I'm doing this on the fly because um, I've just been so busy. This is the one topic I needed to do some research on, and I was unable to do it. Um, so let me see what I can find out here. Specific to multiplayer, Halo 4's War Games suite of modes um, must innovate while it maintains. So let's see what they've got. Slayer. Um, reduce, reduce, reduce Halo multiplayer to its simplest forms and you're left with the undisputed Halo gameplay trifecta of weapons, grenades, and melee. Uh, the trick that 343 indices must perform is coalescing, they establish, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't tell me anything about Slayer mode. Um, I don't, I'm hoping that, I'm trying to look on IGN to see if they have anything specific to the Flood. And they, I don't see anything, I apologize people, but that, that, is all the information that I can seem to find on this. And uh, I will try to dig up something next week. Maybe we'll have a little bit more. Um, I apologize. I failed. I failed, Rob. I forgive you, man. Oh, you do not. Yes, I do. Oh, thanks, man. Hug, hug it out, man. Don't cry. <laughs> so I, I don't even really understand what that even means about what I read about the flood mode. So that's why I was hoping to find something more. But... Uh, it just says a group of Spartans has been transformed into a host of incredibly fast and deadly flood combat forms. Um, so I guess I guess we're going to become the flood. So we're going to play as the flood and try to beat each other up or kill each other off. I guess uh, the screenshots that I have seen look pretty pretty nasty. Some of the things that we're going to end up becoming. Ugh. I don't want to play as the Flood. <laughs> Gross. So, but as, as we get more information, I will definitely get uh, get you that. Um, we'll talk about it. Hopefully, we'll have some more for you next week. So, I just was not able to find anything more than that, and I apologize. So, but that's that's all the stories I got this week, Rob. Yeah, on our seven-hour show. Yeah. Oh, we're not up to seven hours. Okay. This this show this might be this might show might be shorter than our spoiler cast. 
<laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see. Let's see. All right, so let's move on. We're going to go into our community topics, and uh, we actually got quite a few. So I want to say thank you, everybody, uh, for uh, hitting up the Facebook and oh, yeah. question. That's pretty awesome. I like getting these types of things. Um, and I've actually learned something. You guys actually taught me something that I was unaware of. So, Rob, why don't you take the first two of them there? Okay. Um, yeah, why don't you do that? Okay. And I'll, I'm, but I want to, uh, I want to talk about the last one. The second one that I'm going to? Yeah, you take the, 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 never mind, just go. Just run. <laughs> okay. Just run with it. All right, we got a couple what things. You get when you get a live show, people. Yeah. <laughs> Stumbling, fumbling. Oh, he drops the ball. So first one is uh, actually we got a couple here from Paul. Uh, first one is about the release day in the UK. In the UK, when you order from uh, Game, that's the store out there. I guess they're the equivalent of GameStop, right? Yeah, I think yeah. Yeah. Uh, from when you order from Game.co.uk or Shop2.net. You always get free delivery on your pre-orders, and they guarantee release day delivery. Yeah, he he wanted to because remember we talked about that last week with yeah, Amazon. Yeah, with Amazon. Yeah. So he was letting us know kind of what they experience in the UK, and um, so I was cool. I, I appreciated hearing about that, and I'm glad to know that they get you know the same type of they can get those uh, release day delivery and stuff on. On items, I figured they could, but wasn't sure where they got them from. So that's good news. So our UK listeners, if you don't are not awesome. aware that you can order, you know, and get it mailed to you, delivered to you on day one, there's two options that Paul gave you to go to um, for release date delivery. So, okay. Thank you. Okay, then Paul has another one about Borderlands Two. It says, uh, "Stay tuned." Oh. No, he wants more Borderlands Two <laughs> talk. That. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I should have taken this one. That's right. That's <laughs> I should have taken this one. He wants more Borderlands to talk. I say stay tuned for a spoiler cast at the end of the show. Yeah, I'm like, hey, this doesn't sound like Paul. <laughs> so, um, also, I wanted to tell you know, you know what threw me is you didn't use your normal pink text that you use. Oh, I'm sorry. Your pink with polka dots. Text. I so totally forgot. Um. But I, I wanted to share something that I discovered. It's funny because it was out there, but I discovered this on my own. I'm so proud. I found like what I like to call it's not, I guess, not an Easter egg, but um, it, it's it was kind of funny. I walked up it, it when you're on Bloodshot Ramparts in Borderlands 2, and it, if you it's when you're getting rolling back, it's right where he's at when you get up to him at the very end of all that, and you rescue him, um, and he gets out and he's fighting with you. Um, when that mission ends, he runs off. Okay. They're right behind where he was. There's like a stage and there's like this big giant, almost looks like a dinosaur skull or something. Maybe it's a skag skull or something up on the wall. If you walk up there, oh, you know, there's like a hole in the ground. There's like a hole beneath it. Okay. It's someone can jump down into what you're going to want to do is tell a buddy of yours that you're co-oping with. Tell them that there's some some loot down there, okay? So watch them jump in the hole, but be standing to the right of it. There's a box with a green switch. As soon as they jump in there, 
hit that green switch, the door closes, and it turns on an incinerator and kills them. Okay, and then what happens is after they die, the mouth above that thing opens up and spits out loot. (laughs) Now, the trick is you can't hit that green button. You can only hit it once, and if no one's in there, you get no loot, no one dies. If if they jump in there, and the, the the button won't work after that. But when you walk up to the button, it will say sacrifice, hit the X button to, to power it or to hit the switch. So if you want to trick a buddy of yours to their death, just say, hey, jump down this hole. It's a, it's an Easter egg or something, you know. Say that you something. get like, yeah, tell them there's something cool or make up some story. And then you'll get some loot. <laughs> and you'll sacrifice your buddy. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> so, um, I actually, when I found it, I was like, what's this button? So I hit it and it didn't do nothing. And and then finally figured it out. I actually went in and sacrificed myself the first time. But it was funny because I was in, I can't remember whose game I was in. But I was such a higher level than them that I was taking like no damage. And all the fire's going up, and, like, I'm not dying. So I had to actually go into my menu and take my shield down. <laughs> and then it still took a while for me to die. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, I did die, and they got some loot. And then uh, I did again yesterday with someone else who's in my game. Uh, but I told them about it. And then they – but they sacrificed themselves because they kind of wanted to see what it was going to be like in there. Um, and then I gave them the loot. So – but uh, it's kind of funny. Might be a nice fun trick because you can kill your buddies, uh, leave them there in the incinerator. <laughs> so um, the next one is from Al. He says the Sci-Fi app will finally be useful. Sci-Fi is launching an original series called Nuclear Family that will be will exclusive on the Xbox 360. The show revolves around a family struggle to survive in a post-apocalyptic society ruled by a savage clan led by the man while searching for their missing child lost in the aftermath of a mysterious uh, explosion. Now, I don't think it's not going to be exclusive on the Xbox 360, but it's going to be exclusively released there first. So all 20 episodes will be released on October 1st, which is tomorrow, Rob, um, over Xbox Live. Which, this is weird. It's like there's 20 episodes of the show. They're all going to be released, it says, uh, tomorrow on Xbox Live. And there'll be simultaneous premieres on Sci-Fi's official website, Hulu, Video On Demand, and Sci-Fi's new Roku channel starting October 15th. So Xbox Live is getting a two-week exclusive for a TV show. That's kind of neat. Yeah. And it's interesting that nowhere in that list was it actually, uh, or did it actually mention the actual channel? You know, no. it's all online. Yeah, so I don't. I I would assume it would be on the Sci-Fi Network on TV eventually too. Um, but I don't know. Uh, well, I'll have to maybe check my guide and see if it's going to show up on there. But so, but that's kind of neat. Uh, something new. We've watched a whole show through sci-fi app. So, Braun, you'll finally be able to use it. You'll be happy. Hopefully, the show's good. I wonder how they're going to pay for it, though. Are there going to be ads, you know, throughout it somehow? I'm sure it's going to be ad-supported. I I would think so. Probably like a Hulu. There might be just a couple specific ads throughout or something. But yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we'll know tomorrow. We can check it out tomorrow. So, 
Yeah. On Monday, October 1st. Um, also, Al also wrote in he wanted uh, some Halo f- uh, 4 Flood Mode discussion. Um, I will really try really hard to get some more details on this this week, Al, and hopefully have something for you next week. So. Okay. You want to take the next one, too? Uh, Kyle. Sure. It's not, it's not, this is a different Kyle. Not, oh. not Moronic Kyle. This is a different Kyle. Um, says why EA, he wants to talk about why EA thinks they can rip people off with $60 Mass Effect bundle that does, that comes with no DLC. Um, as we stated earlier, BioWare has clarified that the DLC is included. Um, and he says also, why does a kid's game like Sesame Street TV need a season pass? Um, I know you have to buy Sesame Street TV, but I think it was a, wasn't that a, a budget title? Like 40 bucks or something like that? No. I don't, uh, I don't know much about the program itself. To, 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 I don't even know what the season pass does for it. Uh, I'm going to quick pull up an article here from USA Today. They talk about interactive TV games combine learning with fun for kids. So co-produced by Sesame Street Workshop and Microsoft Studios, the game presents eight special 30-minute episodes of Sesame Street put together from segments of the 2011-2012 season with extra filming for this game. Broken into two discs, Volume 1 presents four episodes about growing up, Volume 2 focuses on science families, or on science. Families can select to watch and play a whole episode, or they can select to view smaller portions. Um, but I don't, I want to find something about the season pass. Because I know Connects Nat Geo TV came out the same time. So maybe the season pass is for future episodes that they're going to put out. Because if it comes with, you know, it's interactive TV. So, I mean, it looks like they're doing something with the TV show where they did something, you know, the past season and they're pulling out parts of it and turning it into somehow interactive, into a connect experience, if you will, um, to make it that two-way TV experience. Um, I would assume that the season passes for additional episodes if you want to add. So it's just DLC. But I don't I don't know if it requires it. Did his question say they required it? No, I don't think so. Why why would a game need a season pass? Well I would just say my my guess is that it comes with eight episodes yeah. which doesn't seem like a whole lot. Um, I don't know how long the game itself is, but it, it looks like you can get a season pass or have to pay more money for them individually as they release new titles or new episodes. Uh, it's a 30, it says 30 minute, eight 30 minute episodes. So, why would eight 30 minute episodes take up two discs? Yeah. I wouldn't think that that would be that long. That's four hours of video, plus all the other stuff. I suppose that's why. It is four hours of video. Uh, I would say it just gives you more more video and more interactive stuff, DLC for the future. I I think we're going to see this type of stuff on everything. You know, 
you're just going to start seeing the season passes and, you know, we had DLC forever for everything. Now you're just going to start seeing the season pass. Cause what the developers like it because it gives you, if you buy it, if you buy a season pass, they get that money. Um, there's been a, I know we've, we, I think we went over this a long time ago about Call of Duty with all their DLC. And what they saw was like the first two DLC packs usually sell really well. And they tapered off big time for the third one and even bigger for the fourth one. So if they can get you to commit up front to buy them all, even if they give you discount and they're giving you that last one free, if they get more people to buy that, they actually could end up making more money in the end. Because a lot of people, they lose so many after that second pack. So you figure they make $10 a pack. Typically, they're selling to most people only $20 additional after that $60 game. Well, if they can get you to pay $30, they're making an extra $10 that they typically wouldn't. So they can also give you some free stuff, you know. So it's just about getting money. I think also that the season passes are something akin to the whole Kickstarter phenomenon, too, where you're basically doing crowdfunding. In other words, you're paying in advance for a product that you don't have. <laughs> and there's really no guarantee that you're going to get it. No, not with this. But I, I agree. I mean, you're getting it this with is, this. This is, this is a different level, and I agree. But, you know, you're forking out money months before getting anything. So you're just, well, at least those of us that are, are paying things in advance, like for the uh, Borderlands DLC. But you're paying in advance for a product uh, that's due sometime in the future because normally, you know, you buy a product when it comes out. You know, you don't go to the grocery store and say, here's 10 bucks for a bag of apples that, you know, your producer's going to grow next year. I mean, you just don't do that. Oh, but, great. Now now you gave him an idea. Yeah. <laughs> now we're going to oh start gosh. paying for food in advance. Yeah. <laughs> Here's some money. Grow my cow now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's just the you know they want your money. They just want it all up front. So they want it. They want it now. So all right. Well, the next one's yours. Then. Last thing about that, it also helps them plan accordingly, so they can also get a sense for how much demand there is, you know, going to be for something, and they can plan accordingly. So you know, there's some business reasons to do that. See, I don't know about that because. Take the Borderlands. They already knew they were going to do four DLC packs. They're telling you they're going to do them. What if they don't get enough people to commit to the season pass? Are they going to back out? Hope not. They might not invest as much time into it. You know, the interns will work on it as opposed to the (laughs) the big hitter developers. Because they are promising you product. I mean, that's they are saying you're going to get this much product and for this price and. Give you a discount to give us your money early. You know, with something like Borderlands, I don't really see something like that happening. But, you know, if it's, you know, a smaller developer, you know, without the reputation, you, who knows? You never know. Okay. All right. Uh, the next thing that we got here is from Jeremiah. He wants to know what game uh, have we found to have the most interesting storyline, the one that pulled us in the most. 
What do you think, Wade? Um, I came up with two titles that, that came up to my thoughts initially. One was Mass Effect. Um, just amazing game. I think it was probably the first game that really drew me in to the story. Um, and secondly, Walking Dead. Um, the Walking Dead game got me to watch the TV show, which I had never seen. And now I'm hooked. Um, and also got me to read, start reading, or I bought the big compendium, volume one, and started reading a comic, which I just don't read comics. Um, I'd say that game probably had the most influence, you know, because it got me to buy additional stuff outside of that medium of the video game itself. Where Mass Effect got me to buy more story-based DLC, Walking Dead bought, got me to watch TV show, buy comic books, you know, took me out of the video game and still kept me in that world. Yep. How about yeah, you? For, for me, hands down, Walking Dead. You know, I, I love the TV show and the uh, the game has, you know, it, it's like a different line of characters and all, you know, going through different experiences. But hands down, it sucks me in the most. You know, I got... Um, you know, drawn to the characters and, you know, you're worried about them and, you know, you know, this guy's being jerky to this other person. You know, it, it really affects you emotionally and the game is just so intense. I mean, altogether, uh, there have been other games in the past, you know, that were decent. Uh, none of them have, you know, been as powerful as the walking dead and a lot of, you know, like first person shooters. I, I just go through the motions with them. I mean, they don't, you know, they they have you know every game's got some kind of storyline, but you know it's it, it, you know it, it doesn't compare at all to. to <laughs> that. Yeah. I thought you'd say Aliens versus Predator. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean that one pulled you in so much so that you freaked out when it. Yeah, but not the story. <laughs> I mean, I was I was caught with the ambiance and. I'd watched Aliens too many times. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you see that stupid little uh, motion sensor thing going off. Where are they? Where are they? They're in the ceiling. Okay. All right. On this next one, uh, we got multiple reports from Jacob, Stuart, Melissa, and also Mark, who have all stated that Dark Eye Defender cannot drive in Borderlands. So if you get into Dark Eye Defender's game, do not let him drive any vehicles. He is horrible. (laughs) He is horrible. The dude cannot drive. If you want to experience what it's probably like to drive with a drunk driver, then by all means hop in his car and see what (laughs) it's like. Um, You will crash. You will burn. You probably will die. You will go off cliffs. You will get hit rocks. Um, the guy just can't figure it out, man. It's got to be one of the easiest games to drive a vehicle in, and he can't do it. So, you've all been warned. So, okay. <laughs> all right, then uh, we got a couple of things here from Brun. And uh, first thing is, he he wants to hear you tell him how great Battlefield is. Uh, then go listen to the Battlefield podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> also, uh, I think this is what we talked about. I think initially, um, what are some of the new changes to Black Ops? Uh, 
rewind oh, no. about ten minutes and press play. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, uh, Jeff wants us to talk about how the U.S. court has overturned a German court ruling banning Xbox 360s from being sold. Um, this was pretty new. I remember seeing this story the other day, um, and I, I saw some stories that people were saying, well, how can the U.S. court overturn this? But let me just read the story. Microsoft and Google have been back and forth in court over alleged patent violations that enable Xbox 360 consoles to use H.264 video encoding technology. Now, an injunction in Germany is being dismissed. It's been a messy situation all over the board for Motorola, especially since the International Trade Commission ordered an initial ban ruling to be remanded in court. Essentially, that means Microsoft avoided an import and sales restriction on the Xbox 360 for the United States in 2012 which is critical given how badly the company would be hurt by the lack of console sales during the holidays. Now that same injunction in Germany won't be enforced since the original case ruling in the Washington court system enforces international expansion on the U.S. injunction ruling. According to to, uh, Reuters, everything that would have been awarded to Google is on hold until Washington state law sorts things out later next year. Um. Sensing that things wouldn't go their way, Motorola previously offered a settlement deal to Microsoft, but got turned down pretty quickly. So, given how many companies rely on Xbox 360 as part of their revenue and profit streams, not to mention international retailers, it's unlikely that a ban on the console ever happens. Rules of commerce just don't allow it, or just won't allow it. So, that's, I guess, you can keep buying your Xbox 360s. Woohoo. All right. <laughs> I'm all haven't, for that. Haven't needed one in a while. <laughs> Hopefully it stays away. Yeah, yeah. Knock on, knock on something. Knock on wood. All right. So. Okay, moving on to the retail releases this week. Uh, first one that uh, is coming out of the gate is going to be a game called Carrier Command, The Gaia Mission. Uh, it's going to be released at $60. Uh, basically... They label it as a breathtaking combination of action game with strategic elements set in a vast, uh, detailed world. It reinvents the classic gameplay of the original Carrier Command to deliver an exhilarating experience. All right. Wow. Yeah. That just makes me not want to play the game. <laughs> yeah. That, it was corny. Car- Things oh, that yeah, they say, the PR lines, you know. Yeah, that's it's industry-wide PR for every single product, not just games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, okay, also coming out this week is Resident Evil 6 for 60 bucks. Um, I think we all know what this is. I don't even need to go into this, but Resident Evil 6. Um, also, I think we talked about in the past where... You were going to get, like, the previous versions, like Resident Evil 4 or 5 and some Code Veronica and stuff like that was going to be included. That's, like, the $100 or 100 I think it's the $100 version of the game. It's not in the $60 version. So um, so just to clarify some things, I found that out. So should be fun. Okay. Then, uh, you know, we talked earlier about how EA's basketball game will not be released. Well, NBA 
2K13 will be released for $60. And what can I say? Basketball. Ding. Yep. <laughs> News at 10. Exactly. All right. So let's go over our friends list, and we have a we have two Google Voice calls, both from uh, from Joey, and uh, let's let him take it to him. So guys, I'm a pretty new listener. Uh, listening to your latest episode where you guys are talking about uh, headsets. Uh, oh, by the way, my name is Joey. My gamer tag is Blocks the ATWs. Uh, I go with uh, Triton. It's an Xbox brand Triton. Uh, they sound pretty good, and they only cost about $40. So they're not uh, a bad alternative to the $200 thing. All right, guys. Hey, guys, this is Joey. Blocks the ATW again. Uh I wanted to add to my last one, my last voicemail, that uh, both Triton and uh, Turtle Beach both have completely wireless headphones now, where the base is wireless to the Xbox, and they have a little puck that just goes onto your controller that that emits the wireless signal to your headphones. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Thanks, Joey. Appreciate the call back, uh, calling in. And, uh, Rob, did you, you know, we had our, our call or discussion last week about Turtle Beach and Triton. Yep. yep. Um, also, I think I emailed you later in the week, Astros is another yes. brand. And I couldn't remember that last week. And somebody, uh, sent me a message, uh, in the middle of the week telling me that that's what it was. And, um, I shot that over to you. So. What do you think? $40 headset from Triton. That seems like a deal. I set up a couple of uh, deal alerts, you know, looking for reconditioned units and all. Okay. I'm, I'm interested in getting one, definitely. Now, are you looking... Now, he also answered the question that Turtle Beach and Triton both have complete wireless headsets. Remember, we talked about it last week, and I, I it was an error when I said if you want to chat, then you usually get a cord from your controller to your headset. Right. That is wrong. Um, both Turtle Beach and Triton, uh, and that's what Joey was telling me, that both both companies have where it plugs like a disc or something into the bottom of your controller, so it sends a wireless signal to your headset. Okay. So you can actually go completely wireless, and that's so that that's something I want to look at. And that now that I saw that, I was like, hmm... My only thought was with that little hockey puck thing that you plug into your controller, I wonder how much battery, if that takes a lot more battery or not, because that isn't, it is another wireless signal that it's broadcasting, but I don't know. But, uh, that made it real interesting. It'd be nice to get rid of that cord. Oh, for sure. To have it be totally wireless and have good fidelity and. Yeah, so I think I might have to look back into these. Christmas is coming. My wife's always wanting something that my kids can get me, so I think I might have to look at Turtle Beach and Tritons and, and look at some of these complete wireless headsets and see if I can find go. a decent priced one that uh, that I can have my kids uh, maybe get me for Christmas. Yeah. If I find one that's a really good deal, I'll shoot it over to you, too. All righty. 
and then I'll buy it and give it to my wife and say, wrap this from the kids. <laughs> <laughs> wrap this from the kids. Don't give it to me until Christmas. Give it to me now. <laughs> no, you look at her with puppy dog eyes. My headset broke. Sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> Schnookums. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay, fine. Here's your stupid headset. No, should we like get out of here? Yeah. You should tell me, well, then you don't need to play Xbox. You need to spend more time with the family. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, I think I got another one in the box. Got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I got another. Never mind. <laughs> Kids need to know who their father is. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's it for us this week uh, for this portion of the podcast. Um, if you do uh, listen to us on iTunes, please rate us and review us. We appreciate it. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. Uh, it helps us get noticed in the iTunes store. Uh, you can reach us at thisxboxlife.com. Email us, contact at thisxboxlife.com. Uh, we are on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, just search for us. It's thisxboxlife.com on all of them. Uh, you can call us. Leave us a voicemail at 224-698-XBOX. That's 224-698-9269. And we are going to sign off, but stay tuned. Keep listening if you want to listen to the Borderlands 2 spoiler cast. Roughly 90 minutes of Borderlands 2 discussion, talking about the story, the characters, the playable characters, the NPCs, the just everything we could come up with. We had a good time talking. So with that, I am Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709, taking off. I'm Rob, also known as Presar. Thanks for listening. Catch you all next week. Come on in. You're missing the fun. All around the stack is plant, the stalker chased a bandit, the stalker thought was all in fun. Pop! Goes the bandit. Alright, welcome to our spoiler cast for Borderlands 2. And if you haven't already been warned or you missed it somehow in the first half of the podcast, um, this is going to be a, uh, hands-free, mouth-open <laughs> spoiler cast all the way. We are going to completely talk about everything Borderlands 2 that we want to, including the ending and the story and characters and everything. So if you have not finished the game and you don't want anything spoiled, you might want to turn the show off now. Um, if you don't care or you've already played through all the way, then uh, continue listening and enjoy the uh, discussion. Uh, with me today is uh, Asvin, also known as Soul Assassin 808 on Xbox Live. This is great! I've been waiting for a mighty bolt hunter to help me reach Sanctuary! I will be your wise leader, and you shall be my fearsome minion! <laughs> also known as Slayer of Terramorphus. So, yeah! <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe we should probably just jump right into that first. <laughs> that first, <All> right. <laughs> the biggest, baddest, the the biggest, baddest character in the game, the hardest guy to to fight, and it took you single handedly how long? Mm, I'd say about fifteen twenty seconds max. <laughs> and I and I know it was all well. According to the game, it was legit. I used in-game items. There was no, no cheaty, glitchy spot that I used or anything like that. I just used the tools that were made available for me. So it, just, it just doesn't sound too, 
Terramorphus the Invincible. It's just the name alone sounds like – and, I mean, even the mission. I got the mission after I completed the game. It's like you complete the game, and then it, like, opens up that last mission. Yeah. And it even states level 50 required, and it says impossible on, on my thing when I played through my first time because I was, like, a level 32. And so I, I got a couple guys. We went in just for the heck of it to try and – I wanted to see what the guy looked like. So he's like this giant um, thresher. Um, and we were, I was doing at the time, I think I had a rocket launcher. It was doing 6,000 damage. And I was <laughs> launching it at him. And every, the other guys were just throwing everything they had at him, throwing out the the turrets. And it was like the health bar wasn't moving <laughs> at all. So... What what exactly were these legendary this legendary weapon yeah. doing in damage so, wise? Basically, in order to beat him that easily, you specifically need one item. The second item is is the thing that's going to help you too, but it's not. I don't think it's necessary, but it's going to make it a lot easier. So the first item is the B shield, which is a legendary shield, and it's an amp shield. Um, if you don't, if you haven't used amp shields or don't know how they work, basically the, the basic idea of an amp shield is that when the shield is fully charged, your next shot with a gun will do um, extra amp damage. So it will drain part of your shield and use it to boost the damage of your gun. Now this shield does the one that I got did 37,000 amp damage. Um, I've seen ones that do 50,000, so there's more powerful versions of them. And they don't drain anything from the shield at all, and that's why they're legendary. Um, it's pretty easy to get. Basically what you do is you go to the Nexus Bone Yard, I think it's called. And there's a guy there, Hunter Hellquist, in like, he has like a radio backpack. You gotta kill him for a side mission. Um, this, he's, you got to kill him for one of the side missions, at least there. Um, and basically, he has a chance of dropping that. So I went over there, I killed him about 20 times, and he dropped it eventually. Then the second item that I got was the conference call shotgun, which I got from the warrior, which is the final boss in the game. Um, I killed him about 10 times before I got it. And the special thing about that shotgun is it doesn't do a huge amount of damage. It does 5,000 times 5, I think, which for level 50 guns is not a lot. Um, but the, the special thing about is it is that if you shoot it and it hits a target, as soon as the bullets hit the target, another set of bullets um, hits the target from a 90 degrees angle, which... If you if you've played against Terramorphus you, uh, or you've seen a Thresher at all, you know that the critical hit spots are the eyes, and the eyes are on the side of the head. So if you shoot it from the front, you're not gonna. It's, it's gonna be hard to hit the critical spots with that shotgun, because the, the second set of bullets hits from a 90 degrees angle. You're always gonna hit the critical hit spots, which makes it like the am damage plus the shotgun. The am damage gets applied to every single pellet of the shotgun, those two in combination just murder him in seconds. 
So you're gonna you're gonna share those with the <laughs> with the won't you? <laughs> if anybody wants the weapons or wants me to help them beat Terramorphus, I'm willing to do it. Um, I'm you know if anybody wants to try and beat him legit, I'll put it in my backpack and I'll try with my regular guns. I have no problem doing that either. I'm up for a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely want to try to beat him. I'm trying to get all ranked up. I'm like, I think I, I just hit 43 last night, so I'm I'm getting there. Um, and I, I want to get up to 50 and and try to take him out the best I can. I've got a rocket launcher now that does 66,000 damage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a uh, pretty accurate too. That's a pretty nice one. Um, uh, the, the most, I think, the most important thing with those rocket launchers is you got to make sure they shoot fast. Because you've got right. the ones that shoot like slow-moving rockets, and it's going to be real hard to hit him with that. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, good point. <laughs> but like, I've, I, I, you know, before I got the sh- the shotgun and the shield, I, I did try it regularly in my level 50 and the co-op partner that I had. And the furthest we've gotten with our weapons was we got them halfway down, and then we both got knocked off the platform because it's it's kind of like Cromer X in the first game where he's on a platform and you know he, he can knock you off pretty easily if you're not careful. So the biggest problem we had with our level 50s was we got knocked off, or one of us got knocked off, the other one got downed, and you know as soon as everybody dies in the arena, he gets all his health back. So you really need to be with four people just to make sure that at every single point there is one person at least with him, so he doesn't regain all his health. And then we did we did farm a bunch of um, like I spent pretty much a whole day just killing the bunker over and over again, trying to get the best weapons I could from him. So and we did have like and then I opened I opened both um, I used both my golden keys after I got level 50 and I got a really good shotgun from that too. Yeah, I finally used the golden treasure, the golden loot box yesterday. I'd gotten a third key from. In case anybody doesn't know, if you follow Randy Pitchford on Twitter, he's sending out uh, quite often. He's sending out shift codes that you can put into the in the menu. Uh, if you go to the main menu of the game, uh, go to extras and then shift code or go to shift. Um, then it brings up another menu screen, and you can actually put a code in. And they've been doing stuff like uh, giving away, like, five golden keys. You know, if you put this code in, you get five golden keys. And it's it's frustrating because the other day I, I pitched or tweeted that, okay, I want to give out the codes here in a minute, and each, each you know, there's going to be a 1,000 people. The code <laughs> will be good for a 1,000 people. And those thousand people will be able to unlock five golden keys. So I'm sitting at the computer with, I'm, I got my Xbox on, on the code box, right, ready to type. Soon as the Twitter, Twitter message came up, I typed in the code. And dude, this was like 30 seconds that it took me to type the code in. Hit, hit submit and it says, oh, sorry, they're all, this code's, you know, already been used and then pitchford right after i looked right back at my screen and he already tweeted wow the pc and xbox versions are already gone so i'm like a thousand people were sitting here waiting to get (laughs) but it gave you five golden keys so i missed out on that one but they did another one the other day that they were going to run i retweeted the code 
because supposedly it's going to be good for everybody to get one golden key. So oh, really? if you do have a Twitter, go look at the code that I tweeted. Um, I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know if they're still valid, um, but they said that they, it was a one-time use like, or for every user account. So it was, it's the same code for everybody, but you could, uh, cash that in once per your thing. So everybody should have had opportunity to get an additional golden key. So if that didn't make everything more confusing, <laughs> but if you, yeah. Just make sure you're in the game. Don't try to put that code in through the Xbox Live Redeem option. That will not work. You gotta go to the shift code option, uh, menu in the game to redeem that code. Don't they have a website as well where you can do it? Um, they do have a website, but last time I checked, they did not have, um, the key redemption. The, it wasn't linked to Xbox Live yet. So let me log into mine real quick if I can remember what my password um, was. No, I don't. I'm looking at it right now. I don't see any option that given the code. Because I know when I created my account, it you could not link it up to Xbox Live. Yeah, at the uh, oh, they do have that. Oh, it does say mine. Linked. Mine it says linked, yeah, but there's no area where you can put in a code. So you'll have to go to your your game and actually put it in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's not much here other than your profile, which just is generic information, the gaming platform, password, and then other. It says delete my account. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the shift program, I don't really know much about it. I don't, I, other than this is a way for them to give out codes. So I think it's kind of, it's a way for them to do stuff like this outside of Xbox Live so that you don't have to use the Xbox Live platform. So they kind of created their own code generation thing where you can redeem stuff. So so you might want to watch Randy Pitchford's Twitter, um, but know if you see those codes pop up there, they're going to be gone instantly. So <laughs> you have to be quick. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But I'll have to take a look at that code and uh... – Try it out sometime. Okay. See if yeah. I can get myself another golden key. Yeah, I and I so when I got the third one yesterday, I decided I'm gonna open the box and spend it on at least one. I'm saving my original two for when I hit level fifty. So um, what'd you get out of the box? Um, I got a shotgun that does like sixteen hundred by sixteen uh, damage and a sniper rifle that does seven thousand damage. So it was a pretty powerful sniper rifle, but I, I what I don't like about it is that it doesn't have an elemental effect. Mm -hmm. I really prefer – I'll take a lower damaging uh, weapon that does the elemental effects because, man, that just – you can't – you know, when you're doing an additional 600 damage from an element per second – it really just tears up things, especially like corrosion on the robots and stuff or your yeah. shock or your fire. I love fire sniper rifles myself. <laughs> Those are they, they seem to be, they seem, the fire snipers seem to be the most, um, do you seem to, you seem to be able to find them the most too. I've had the most luck finding fire snipers. 
And that's that's what I used a lot in the first game. I always had a fire sniper rifle. Um, mm-hmm. and the volcano. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the volcano. That's right. That's in fact, I remember carrying that one for a long time. Um, Same here. But uh, yeah, it was just that's what I I I do, and it's kind of funny because I find that I've got my stuff my my weapons from the uh, directional pad are mapped the same way. My sniper rifles up, my uh, assault rifles down. I have my SMG to the left, and then I have my rocket launcher or a shotgun to the right. <laughs> so that's I, and I I actually put them all in to the same spots this time. It's kind of funny. I was like. Oh yeah, I remember exactly where, you know, these particular yeah. type of weapon is and I keep them that way because in the heat of battle, if I want my my uh, you know, I got to pull out my rocket launcher, I know just go to, you know, right on the D-pad and that's going to pull it up. Or or I'll end up with a shotgun if I was doing something, but it's rare that I use the shotgun. So, typically it's the rocket launcher. But um all right. Going well, going back to uh where we started <laughs> off. Um the main thing with Terramorphers really is that you need to be level 50 and have level 50 guns because the like you noticed when you started your true Vault Hunter mode or your second playthrough, the damage on weapons shoots up so quickly when you do that second playthrough. Oh yeah. Like you were, you were. What was the max? Uh, what was that damage on that rocket launcher that you have right now? Your best rocket launcher? Like it's like 66,000. Yeah. See. The highest rocket launcher I have is two hundred and ten thousand. Yeah. <laughs> so it just it just goes up. The damage on all the weapons goes up so quickly that you know if you if you try and fight them with level thirty five, your your damage output is only going to be like ten percent of what a level fifty character is going to be able to do. So yeah. really, getting to level fifty is the main thing to beat him. Yeah, and just so everybody knows, you don't have to beat him to complete the story he is a a side mission after you completed the game and the final boss we'll talk about later actually was pretty easy um i was really surprised but the uh yeah so this is just a side mission it's kind of an extra thing but i do believe you have to beat him to get the achievement for completing all the side missions that's correct i did i did get the i did get the achievement after i beat him as well yeah because i only had him and the last, um, uh, what do you call it, the arena. There's another arena that opens up. And those were the only two missions I had left. And I, I almost had the arena complete. And then I was, then we went and tried the Terramorphus. And <laughs> I was like, you know what, I'm just going to restart. Because I was waiting. I wasn't going to do a second playthrough. I was, I was going to get my character upgraded to level 50 and, and take him out. That way I get my side missions done. Because I'm like I had everything except those last two, but um, when I realized it just he was not going to go down, I'm like forget it. I'm just going to start over. So I've restarted a second playthrough, and um, well now I'll have to go and redo all the side missions again. <laughs> yep. To to get that complete, but that's okay. It's I'm having so much fun. Yeah. The but for people wondering the um, GameStop ex- exclusive. Um... Ring of Slaughter, I don't know what it's called, but that one does not count towards the achievement. So people that does, do not have the GameStop exclusive mission, you know, they don't have to worry about not getting the achievement. And that's one exclusive that I'm glad I don't have. 
<laughs> because um, the last thing I need to do is be forced to do more slaughter circle arena missions, you know. Um, it, it's nice that they kind of incorporated that into the game and because it's essentially Mad Moxie, mm-hmm. but only not near as long. <laughs> you can do it. And uh, I kind of, I kind of wish they, um, I kind of wish they had, you know, some kind of uh, Mad Moxies in there, because like it, it, it is kind of like Mad Moxies, but you don't get like the, um, the different uh, rules that they apply and, and stuff like that. Right. Like, remember, Mad Moxie had like you know, no shields this round, or yeah, you like vampire where you gotta kill people to get health back. Yeah, I remember when Moxie the Arena first came out. I loved it. When I first sat down and played that night, I was absolutely loving it. I thought it was so cool. And then I found out that you got to do these three-hour-long matches. <laughs> <laughs> the small tournaments you, were fun, but yeah. the long ones were just way too long. They were too long. And then you couldn't – you had to complete it. Otherwise, if you quit, you couldn't stop it. You couldn't pause it. You know, and it's like you're in for the long haul. So it's like a – it's just like it was, you know, like Gears of War when you're doing horde mode and you finish the wave, you know, you made that wave. You can always stop and come back later and continue from, you know, wave 37. You know, not that you'd want to start at wave 37 with nothing, but, you know, at least you could walk away or you could take a, you know, potty break or whatnot. Not with Moxie. So that was the frustrating. <laughs> but anyways... Let's get back into Borderlands 2 because there's none of that. Um, the arena met things you got to do are real pretty simple, and they're fun. And the mm-hmm. good thing is you do get XP. Uh, the XP uh, you get for these arenas. Uh, when you get a weapon at the end as well. Yeah, so that's a good thing. But let's go ahead and um, we're going to go ahead and start kind of with the story. And um, I kind of just want to talk about things that um, – what you liked, what you didn't like, things that, um, you know, based on the story. And, uh, you know, again, we can talk about whatever we want to here. And then later on after that, I think we'll jump in to discuss some of the characters um, that you can play and then some of the characters that we meet because there were some interesting ones. Um, then we can go into, you know, maybe what we thought of the guns, what they did, the changes they made, and also maybe some DLC and stuff. So it's kind of the idea of the flow we're going to attempt to keep to, but we probably if you don't get sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So allow me to introduce myself. I am a CL4PTT steward bot, but my friend called me Claptrap. First of all, the, the thing I wanted to, to say was, that one thing I absolutely love, of course, from the first game was Claptrap. And, I mean, he cracked me up in the first game. And um, But I really think that the writing and the humor with Claptrap this time around was just so much better. Um, I was constantly laughing right from the start. Um, I love how Claptrap calls us minions. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it treats us just like we're his minion. And I don't know, man, I, I just, there were so many different times in the game that I was cracking up laughing at the things that the Claptrap would say. What, what, did you find it to be uh, uh, entertaining? Yeah, I, I think in, like, playing through the whole game, I think I've laughed the most with Claptrap. 
you know, from the start where he totally did not steal that echo recorder from that dead bandit next to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he came to the point. You. Yeah. Here, take this echo communicator that I totally didn't lose from one of these corpses. To the point where he gets ultimately defeated by Jack with stairs. in his game and he went <clears throat> to the final to the final fight mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm sitting in that's like i already know what happens and everything but i'm sitting there just kind of in the back corner during that dialogue at the end just smiling and it was it was still so much fun to watch and listen to it a second time because <laughs> there was a point where i was like because after that he was going on about you know how how did jack know that you know, the only thing that could defeat him were stairs. Or then he goes into this big list of things. <laughs> and Mud's standing there at the travel station to go into the vault of the warrior. And I'm like, don't travel yet. <laughs> I'm like, I want to hear this dialogue again. <laughs> and, of course, Mud was, he was wanting to hear it too. And it's just, oh, my gosh, it's so funny. It's just, it's, they did such a great job with that character. Um, it's like I want a... I want a statue or like a on my desk where I can just like press a button and he'll make he'll say something, you know. They say Jack's drilling operations are causing those earthquakes. That or your mom just got out of bed. Zing! Like leave me alone, minion, or you know, get back to work, minion, or <laughs> you know, something like that would be awesome. Um, so he he definitely played a big part in the game, and uh, you'll see him throughout, just like the first game uh were there any any surprises for you during the game or anything uh yeah any surprises i guess in general i guess the whole game is about you know surprising you especially with you know the the original world hunters that come back you know they always surprise you with who is or like what they've become yeah I think uh, like from the beginning when you once you once you go and kill Sledge and help Claptrap get to uh Sanctuary and then you know you hear this you know Roland is gone he's disappeared and you got to try and save him and you know you hear an echo recorder from the uh was it Firehawk is that what they call her yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And the scooter is all like, oh no, it's the Firehawk, you know, this really terrible person. And then you go over there and you discover that it's Lilith. Yeah. From the first game. And then, the same thing with, um, Brick. You know, Brick gets, it's kind of the same thing. You go and fight this evil slab king. Yeah. And you figure out that it's Brick eventually. So there's, there's a lot of those kind of surprises. Um, there's a surprise with Mordecai as well. Um, oh, that with, was um, Bloodwing. That was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I actually felt bad, man. The first time I played that, I was like, no, I felt like, I felt like Mordecai did, you know. Uh, when you, when you, when they take his, when Jack steals his Bloodwing. And then you gotta <laughs> find out it's, um, a slag, the Bloodwing. And, and the thing is, how big would you say the Bloodwing gets? Oh, man. Um, he's definitely like two or three times as big as you, if not bigger. Yeah, it, it's just the Bloodwing massive. is massive, and he's got like every elemental power. Um, and it's and I we discovered last night in the second playthrough, he was pretty tough to take out. Um, I had a bunch of guys that had joined me. And, uh, so thanks to, uh, I call him Connectimal. Uh, you might know him as beating you. Uh, his, his gamer tag used to be Connectimal, so I still call him Connectimal, but, uh, him and his buddies jumped in and, uh, helped me out. And, uh, they were low, they were a lower level, so they were having a hard time with it, but I, I think they still had fun. Um, but they, they helped me get through that. And, uh, that was insane, but we discovered it's like, if you don't kill it while, it's in one stage of, I'll say it's, it's fire elemental stage. If it changes, then it gets its health back when it changes. Completely or just a part of it? Completely. Huh. Yeah, it, it was, we were, we were struggling with that because we'd stay down there and stay alive. And then if you all died, you know, it yeah. would get its health back too, it seemed like, but we were trying to. I can't to really remember. I can't. I can't remember him getting all his health back. Maybe it's just because you guys you were with four people and you were doing not a, not enough damage to him. Like his his health regen was higher than your damage output. Basically. Yeah, could be. Maybe that was because I I don't remember him regaining all his health when he changed. Because we had um, one of the issues was that my turrets. I mean, my turrets are tearing the snot out of stuff i mean it's, it's almost it's just most of the time even on my second playthrough i can come into an area throw my turrets out and just back up and just let them do it because now they've got i've got two turrets that i can throw out and they've got um rockets on them as well as laser guides so they're more accurate they got these laser targeting and they got rockets and their mini guns and there's two of them <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah they were the problem was when i first threw them out there i mean they they bloodwing was dropping just like super quick and i was like oh this will be easy well then all the uh skags came out and all of a sudden the turrets are focused on them and they kept they kept coming out they kept coming out so the turrets would not shoot at bloodwing and then all the all of us i'm the only one that really had powerful weapons um, and the other guys just yeah. were doing such little amounts of damage, and even the stuff I had really wasn't doing a whole lot. Um, 
So, yeah, it took us quite a while to get it, but we finally got him. That was one heck of a battle. I see. When, when, I, when I played that, I only played with, other, when, with one other person. And for us, there weren't even any skags. It was just him. So it's probably because you, know, you guys were, were at four, so it throws more enemies at you. Yeah, and the skags were tough. I mean, I was shooting at this one skag with um, just giving him everything I had, and his health bar wasn't dropping. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, that they were they were higher level than I was, and I was the highest level in the game. So so that was making it even harder for the other guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they died a lot. <laughs> so, but thankfully, uh, they, they were able to boost all their money. You know, there's that you can swap weapons and, and trade money back and forth and not, you know, so basically if you have a million dollars, you can hop into someone else's game, give them the million dollars, dashboard out of the game, they get the million, you come back in and your million credits are still there. So just like the weapons, that still works. Actually, I I did not use any of the, the, the weapon or money duplication until until basically last night when I, you know, duped um, that shield and the, that weapon for my co-op partner. But, like, you know, money isn't really a big – I wouldn't say money is not really a big factor in this game because I've noticed that in the, the machines there's not – it's not that often that you want to, that there's something really good in the machines that you need to buy. Exactly. And it's not that expensive. Yeah. And no matter what, you're going to be able to respawn. There's, you know, it, it takes a percentage of your money. So, yeah. and you're always picking stuff up and selling stuff. So, yeah, money really is not a big issue. It seems like it, I think, at the very beginning of the game, um, mm-hmm. when you don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> and everything looks to be higher powered, but you kill a few people and you get what you need, right? You know, it doesn't take long. So, uh, the biggest surprise in the game for me was when Roland got killed. <laughs> I, I was like, what? <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Because um, he's kind of... I mean, you're the hero of the game, if you will, but he's been your main guy that you've worked with from the start of the game. You know, he's the he's kind of like the you know, the guy that leads the rebellion against Jack, really. Right. He's a, he's like <laughs> he's like in he's basically like in control of Sanctuary and the um all the oh I forgot what the group is called. Crimson that, Knights, right? Is it yeah. the Crimson Guard, something like that? Yeah. It's like the the the, the ex Crimson Lands guys and stuff from the first game. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so they formed like a, a rebellion against, like a rebellion group against uh, against Jack, and he's kind of their leader. And this is this is pretty far in the game. Um, at least this is after you beat the bunker. So you beat the bunker, which is this giant floating ship basically and then you go down oh yeah the bunker get to, yeah that thing the p and three kr i think is what they call it but yeah it stands for bunker right <laughs> and uh 
No, you go down and then you find out that just before Roland gets killed, you find out that Angel is actually Jack's daughter. And she's not just some satellite floating around. <sighs> Which is interesting. And she's also a siren, so you know, you, you hear throughout the game like um I think you hear at a point that like Jack is trying to find you and um you you're killing all these guys in this in this certain area. Um, they're like mini bosses, and every time you kill one, you hear Jack saying like, "You know what? Like, don't don't try and kill them. Just warn us, because you know they're just gonna kill you over and over again." Um, and then at one point, he says like, "You know, you guys should stop dragging innocent people, or like, you should stop painting blue." Uh, Blue tattoos on on random girls and bring him over here and saying that you've killed her. Because <laughs> I know of three sirens and, and like there's only six sirens in the whole universe that can't exist and he knows of three. And at that point, you know that like you know Maya, which is one of the characters you can play. You know you know Lilith, but you know he says he knows three. And that later when you meet when you finish killing the bunker, you notice uh, you find out that Angel is also a siren. And also his daughter, which he uses to charge the vault key, because he's too impatient to wait for another 200 years or 100 years. I don't know what it is exactly. Which is also, you know, the the whole story really is about Jack charging the, or like mining iridium to charge the vault key to unleash the beast in the vault so he can control and rule over Pandora and the rest of the universe. Yeah, so the story itself, I mean, is not anything. They, they, it's because they really wanted to focus on story this time around, but the overall story or point of the game really is like a generic. <laughs> really, is a generic, yeah. but it's, it's the intricacies of like what you were just talking about. I think that's where it really comes into its best form. You know, you take the basic. All right, some guy wants to take over the planet. He's going to summon some big bad monster to control it. It's like we've seen that a million times. Mm-hmm. But all the little things about how everything interacts and all and what I think was impressive is like during all these missions, all the the way some of the side mission stuff relates to the story. You know, you you can do stuff and and it, it will all relate somehow. And uh, you know, outside of maybe a getting Ellie's uh Hood ornaments, <laughs> you know that really doesn't play much into it. But um, a lot, there are a lot of side missions that relate to the first game, or or they have some tie-in with with the characters of the second game and stuff. So I thought that was really neat. Um, no, I like all the, um, you know, it's I like it when you find out new things about the the characters you've played in the first game, the original Vol Hunters. Um, you know, like, um, Lilith at one point, you know, you hear this discussion with Lilith and Roland who, you know, were kind of together and, you know, not anymore. And there's, you know, something happened in New Haven. So you get like more background story on them. Um, you hear some stuff, you know, about more, I, I noticed at one point when, um, I was, you know, when you first meet, I think actually you don't meet Mordecai there, but you do hear uh, 
when you meet Tiny Tina, <laughs> and there's there's one conversation where it's very subtle, but you know if you if you really pay attention, you can you know at one point she she actually tells you indirectly that um, Mordecai is actually her older brother. And oh, wow. it's something that, that a lot of people miss. Yeah, yeah. My co-partner pointed it out to me. He said, like, you got to listen to what she says because she actually says that Mordecai is her brother. And I was like, yeah. Well, I was like really surprised. And I was like, yeah, she does. It's really surprising. Yeah, I did. Small things like that, you know, the connections in between, like, the original Vol Hunters and new characters that you meet. Um, Scooter is Ali's brother. Yeah, that you know, one I caught, yeah. Yeah, and they're both, you know, of course, Scooter is the son of Moxie, you know, Ellie is the daughter of Moxie, then. And Ellie is things. so opposite of Moxie. <laughs> <laughs> well, in some ways she's the same, but in others she's very different. <laughs> you never guess she's a daughter of Moxie. She's kind of like all the, you know, most of the characters in, in Borderlands, you know, they're, they're all badass. <laughs> let's see who else was um there was something else that i was thinking of and i forgot already yeah i hate getting old um we could go get we could go dive into tiny tina we could i think we i think we, yeah let's just do that now um because that's that's pretty much after you've you know once you've gone through all the snowy areas um, you get to this, um, uh, what do they call those, those, um, the Varkit, the oh, Varkit enemies, Varkid, you get yeah. to like the Varkit farm and that <laughs> whole area. And that's where you meet Tiny Tina first, which is, um, Roland, Roland describes her as the explosion, like the explosives expert. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't, like, even if you've seen you know, things of her in the past, you don't expect to meet her then. This, this 13 year old who is the explosives expert. <laughs> yeah, the most dangerous 13 year old in the world. <laughs> and hopefully, if I'm able to find it, I want to track down some audio from her. Oh, the comments she makes through the whole thing. I would love to just find them all and just plaster them through this whole spoiler cast because it's just the stuff she says is. I think it, it even might even surpass, um, Claptrap. It's, but it, it's on a different, it's funny, but it's on a very twisted level. I did see some people on our Facebook group when we were talking about Tina Tina say that it actually made them sick. You know, it was just kind of ridiculous, you know, and, 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 you know, I guess you could almost say perverse way or something. Um, but, and I can see where they're with you know the comments that were going that direction. I can see where they're where they're coming from, but I just found it to be you know you just gotta look at it as just the game's over the top. It's just supposed to be funny. Um, but this 13 year old, the the thing that I thought was funny is she's like singing, "I'm a little teapot," but she says like, "I'm a little teapot. Here is my handle, or yeah, here's my handle. Here's my butt." Uh, yeah, you, and I can't remember the rest of it. It was like uh, something about blowing people up, you know. It's just like. 
Get your butt out of my workshop, man. I got to be alone for this. I'm a little teapot, bloody and cut. Here is my handle, here is my butt. Uh, whoops. Put a little bomb in a hot ass damsel, blow stuff up and make people die. Squishy. Squishy, squishy, squishy. Oh, damn, you looking good, ladies. Let's get to work. That's right. Twin sisters, man. Oh, take them. Take them, take them, take them, take them. And she just, you know, she does this just twisted tea party, like a, right out of Alice in Wonderland, you know, going to have this tea party. And you do a side mission to bring these characters to this tea party, and she basically electrocutes a bandit um, to death, to, tortures him. I mean, you're watching her torture this bandit and ultimately kill him. And, um, you well, she know. She does have a good reason for it. Oh, she does. Yeah, you know, and I, you know, it's, I, it's not like she's, she does, I don't think she really, she's not a character who tortures because she enjoys it. It's right. more like something happened to her and she's, you know, her parents, I think the whole story is her parents got killed by that bandit. Yeah. By that bandit. So you, you, so you, you brought go. the bandit to her tea party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to her tea party. Yeah. So, and you go and collect a couple other friends of hers. If you will, one's like a jar. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a jar with ears on it or something. I mean, you go and get this jar, but you have to fight like it's mom, you know, uh, to get this jar. It's just so stupid. Um, and fluffy butt. And yeah, the, yeah. The names that she weird. has. And the, these weird, like, and like play toys thing <laughs> that she has. If you if you actually look on the cards, there's like cards for every single guest on the table as well. Yeah. And uh, I forgot what it says, but like, you know, when she calls out the characters you need to get for her, she call she also says where they're from. It's like you know, fluffy butt from that and that. But when you read her card where she's supposed to sit, I think it says like Tiny Tina from like Awesome Town or something like that. Awesome town. So yeah, I mean, it, it does kind of. It's like part of it fits. Like she's she's over the top and and bizarre. Get out of my shop, or I'll punch your butt. That's how tiny Tina wrote. Yet the things that she does, it's like as she's building these bombs, she's singing like a kid's song. You know. But the words are changed. But and she kind of she kind of skips around, and she acts like I mean like even her behaviors, or I can't, it's hard. It's not I guess not behavior, but it's like the way she is. Her you know she's kind of la 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 you know, uh, just skipping around, happy but sadistic at the same time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But for good reason, like you said. So it's not like. It's just so funny. I, it just cracks me up. So hopefully I can get some sound bites in here uh, of her because she absolutely. Maybe I'll have to try to get some from Claptrap too. Because. I'd love to find his ending dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so I'll have to pepper some of those throughout here if I. I get time this week, but um, 
So, see, back to the story. Um, I gotta, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's kinda tough to remember everything once you've played through it all. You only remember, like, the last part. So, let's see, where were we? So, we've gotten to the part where, you know, you meet Tiny Tina, um, then you go, where do you go after that? <clears throat> let's see, after that, I think that's when you went on to, uh, the brick, you go, right? I think I got brick near the end. More, uh, brick is near the end. Um, just brick is just before the bunker. Um, I think after Tiny Tina, you go do the stuff in the um, for Mordecai in the what's the place called? The wildlife Preserve or yeah, Wildlife Exploitation. Reserve. Exploitation. That's it. The yeah. Exploitation Preserve. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I, I don't think when I first saw that I don't think I caught it. The first time it was like I was in the middle of the mission when I realized and it says exploitation. <laughs> You're not going to like some yeah. wildlife preserve. You know, they're exploiting the animals. <laughs> they're I think they're, they're they're testing iridium thing like they're they're using iridium to test on them. Yeah, it's uh and, and throughout you see these there's like these badass skags and, and cages and stuff there everywhere. Yeah, be careful what switches you throw in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, I and then so after that I think you go to um you meet Brick which is like the slab king um they kind of put in like a small a small like um notice in there like at some point he says like you know my slabs are still kind of going to kill you cuz they're idiots yeah so kind of <laughs> cuz cuz you know he's he's their leaders but you know for store, for gameplay wise, you know, they still have to fight you. Um, let's see. After that, I think you go to the bunker, then Roland, you know, Roland gets killed. Um, and I think after Roland gets killed, it's kind of, you know, you're kind of near in the end there. Um, you get this one mission. Which is, uh, you know, I love this mission because you get a ton of loot from it. It is one mission where you go talk to everybody because, you know, they all have something for you. Remember that mission? You know, it's just, That's it's right, right before the last mission. Yeah. And you go talk to Zed and Tannis and Scooter and Moxie and Marcus. You know, and they all have, like, a gun for you. And they all say, like, hey, good luck. And then here's a gun. Or like a shield and insist. Which is, you know, one thing that I have noticed, um, which is kind of weird, like, you know, whenever you pick up, whenever you turn in a mission, a regular mission, and you get a reward, you know, you and everybody that's in your game, you'll get you know, your own version of that reward. But then you've got these missions where they, you know, actually hand you a weapon, but there's only one. So, you know, if you're playing with other people, there's only one weapon for all of you, which is kind of a bummer. You know, I wish they'd done that differently. Because what I did was, you know, I just, once we got to those kind of missions where they actually hand you something, you know, we just all, we just, like me and my co-partner just split up and went into our own game, got all the weapons and then, you know, came to get it again. So we all had our own weapon from that mission. Yeah, that's helpful. But it would also, be- you know, there's, the, the um, what's the there's there's a guy also you know he's randomly randomly pops up in sanctuary 
who gives you like these these special weapons. Oh, Michael. Um, yeah, Michael. He's hard to track down sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think it's I don't think it's story based on when he when he pops up because I've had it where like you know I go into sanctuary, um, you know I find him. I go somewhere else. I think about and I forgot to check my skin or something because now I got a new skin and I go back and I find him again. And then think of my second playthrough. I've only seen him once in my second in my whole second playthrough. Well, in my I think in my first playthrough I found him like three times. I typically I think the only place I've ever found him. I know he moves around, but I've never yeah. found him anywhere other than at Moxie's bar. That's huh. where I always find him, but I've never seen him anywhere else. And I've I've seen him at Marcus. I've seen him at um, the black market guy, um, Crazy Earl. Yeah. I've I've seen him at Zed as well. Crazy Earl. <laughs> and uh, those, those crack me up too. What you want? <laughs> now get out of here! <laughs> Don't you come back? <laughs> and he mentions he mentions Scrappy as well. The his the small uh, skag pup that you if you think back to the first game you rescued uh, Scrappy from or Slappy. I don't know, I forgot what he's really called, but I think it's Scrappy. But you save him in the first game for him. Yeah, Scrappy, I think is right. Yeah. I was just trying to think there was a thrasher that you take on in this game. That's he's called Slappy. Slappy, that's it. Old okay. Slappy, I was I like, think. that's not the same name, is it? Yeah, old Slappy, that's right. Who took Hammerlock's uh, arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we didn't talk about Sir Hammerlock. He's uh you meet him right away pretty quick, because um, he puts Claptrap's eyeball back in. <laughs> 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 they has some funny dialogue there. Yeah, they do. They don't. They don't. They don't care for each other. Uh, <laughs> so Sir Hammerlock's kind of a funny character. Um, I like how Tannis uh, gives you a standing offer to join her in her bed. Um, oh, yeah, I miss that. Yeah, she does right near the beginning. It's like the second or third time you talk to her. She says something about um, something about getting in into into bed with her or something and then she goes standing off her by the way um and it, but she does it like right in the middle so she's given this thing and then she's like you know basically gives you a standing officer to offer to join her in bed but just kept you know blah 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 standing off her by the way blah 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 blah, and just kept going so it's like you could have could have missed it yeah you know and i was like what <laughs> i think the only reason i caught it was because i had the dialogue going across the bottom of the screen and i was like oh that's just too funny um but uh yeah Tannis, Patricia Tannis is back in this. Um Yeah. I there's a couple of there's a couple of funny echo recorders that you can find around um you know, when you just like in the in the first game, you know, you have these missions where you gotta pick up certain echo recorders around the map. And there's one there's a couple with Tannis I think, and there's one that's pretty funny where like you get to you know, she she makes these echo recorders when she's um kind of forced into going to Sanctuary. Because, you know, if you remember from the first game, she was, like, all out in the wild by herself because she doesn't really like people. And then in, in those Echo Recorders, you get, to, you get to, like, hear how she adapts to living with other people. And I think, like, the first one you pick up, it's, like, she the first time she gets asked something 
you know, she's she's all tense and you know, some some blood vein in her eye pops and there's like blood spewing out of it into <laughs> the other person. And it's just hilarious to to listen to this echo recorders. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the one, if I had one complaint to the game, I know last week I was talking about the map size. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing would be that a lot of times a lot of dialogue is missed because you'll pick up an echo recorder. If there's dialogue already going and you pick up an echo recorder, I've seen it not play the echo um, because it's playing like a main storyline dialogue already. Or if you're in a, if you think if you're in a side mission and there's dialogue and you pick up an echo recorder, I've seen the echo recorder. It just stops what you were doing and starts playing the echo recorder. Um, And that's kind of frustrating when you've got four people in a game you know, because sometimes people just run in and they've already played it and they don't, they're not paying attention and they're just grabbing stuff. So it can kind of, you may not get to hear everything. And then the other part is a lot of times you're in the middle of all out battle and you're not listening. You're just trying to stay alive. Yeah. So I've missed stuff because I'm fighting. Um, so I kind of wish that that was handled a little differently. Um, I did go into my settings. Um, and drop like the audio. I up the, I had the voices max and I dropped the, like the sound effects and audio yeah. music down so it's not as loud, but still when you're in the heat of battle, it's, you're not focused on yeah, what are they saying? It'd be cool. <laughs> it'd kind of be cool to, if they did like, you know, what, for instance, Mass Effect did, um, and there's a couple of, uh, Halo, ODST I think had it, you know, where you like, if you pick up these, these echo recorders, you know, put them somewhere in like a menu where you can listen to them again later on. That'd that be kind of neat. Yeah, that would be nice because there's some funny stuff, and I I could sit I could just sit and listen to them because yeah. they are humorous. They're just I remember from the first game, just or didn't she eat somebody? She turned into cannibalism or something like that. It, it there was something in there. It was just so twisted and bizarre, but it was so funny <laughs> at the same time. Um, she was quite a whack job. Um, yeah, and it's just it's it's they make them interesting to listen to. So, um, so storyline. Um, think so. We're pretty much at the end now. You know, you go to, uh, you know, well, you know, after you kill, just just before the end, after you kill, after you get rid of Angel, um, Jack's daughter. And then he's really angry and shoots Roland. He takes um, Lilith instead. Yeah, because he's a siren. The, yeah, to charge the vault key. And at the end, you know, your mission basically from there on is, you know, go save Lilith. And then you fight, you fight him in like this, you know, just big volcano. Really, you know, you're just surrounded by lava. Um, and then you know you try you fight Jack there, handsome Jack. Yeah, he's not and so handsome. I'd like to know his backstory. What's with the? What's yeah, with he has the, like a he has a mask on, doesn't he? But it's like uh, it almost looks like a Hannibal Lecter type of mask of like someone yeah. someone else's face, like there's skin attached over his face. Yeah, it's really it's 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 weird once you pay attention, like once you take a good close look at at his face, it it kind of it looks really weird. 
because you, you don't see any like anywhere where like there's actually like a, a mask or anything attached. You, know, you see no no straps or anything. Right. So it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you you fight him, um, and then after well once you've you know, once you've killed him or like got his health down enough, um, Lilith finishes charging the vault key, and then the vault key goes in the vault, and the vault opens, and then there's the warrior, which is you know this big end boss, which basically is like, well, you know, he's all he's like pretty much he's just like lava, isn't he? He's like a lava dragon or something. It's yeah. It's kind of weird. Well, you know, it it makes more sense than in the context. It makes more sense than the first game's end boss, which is this. That was even weirder. I don't even know how to describe that. Yeah, and, and that <laughs> ending made that ending made no sense. I loved the yeah. ending to this game. Yeah. So, you know, he he summons his big his you know the 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 warrior with the vault key, and you eventually beat him. You said it wasn't that hard for you. No, I um, I was about a level 32, I think, maybe a little higher. I don't remember where I was. Somewhere between 32 and 36. Um, and I, I did it by myself. There was um, at that point. It took a long time, but I didn't die once, which was interesting. I was kind of surprised by that because, you know, the rest of the game, I'm you're constantly dying and respawning and. Um, I just held back and, you know, just kept taking time and beat, you know, one at a time, just trying to take bits of health away from him the best I could and staying out of the lava. And uh, so like his, his critical hit spots is like, you gotta like shoot his chest. Yep. And then his, his chest plates like break open and, you know, the lava inside of him gets exposed and you shoot in there. And I think also if he, if he, Breeze fire at you. You can also shoot him in the mouth. That also, I think that's also critical as possible. But, you know, while I was like killing him over and over again to try and find some good guns, I did notice that if you do die, even if you're by yourself and you respawn at the ammo machines, you know he doesn't regain all his health. And you know, just before you get there, you you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but like you drop down mm-hmm. an area so that you can't go back. And um, when you die, you respawn on top of that area, so you have to, you should, you know, you should drop down again to go and fight him. But you can stay up there and actually just shoot him from there, and he won't, he won't even try to hit you. He'll just like, he'll just keep on like looking at that platform where you're supposed to be. Oh. Which is, you know, if if you've if you've got trouble, like if you've got trouble fighting him, you know, you could just stay up at the platform where he can't hit you. There you go. It's a nice little trick. Yeah, I, I did that a couple times after he, you know, sometimes sometimes he walks over the whole platform where you're standing, and then you know that's pretty much the only time where he really got got me down on my knees. It was just when he like stomped on me because he ran over the whole area. You know, I died a couple times there, and then I just respawned and I noticed that like you know he's just breathing fire at nothing there because I was the only thing, I was the only one playing. So I just shot him from the, you know, the elevated parts. But yeah. you know, in general, like it's it's more of like a long fight. It's not really a tough fight, I think. Exactly. That's what I kind of came away. It was like, well, that wasn't hard. 
just long. <laughs> yeah. And they've got they've got all these racks and um, yeah, they've got all these racks flying around. If you do get down, you know, you can try and shoot one of the racks. It's it's a nice touch that they at least you know they've they thought about you know like what if you get downed, you know, put some enemies around you that are easy to kill, so you at least have a chance of getting up again. Yeah, there's those crystal crystalisks. Yeah. yeah, those things are all over the place too. But uh, they're not they're not bad. They can be time consuming to kill depending on what weapon you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, they're real easy to take out. So yeah, and then um, so you beat the guy, and so you beat the warrior, and then um, Jack is essentially all but dead because you, you got him down almost all dead when he went into this protective bubble because um, when the warrior was summoned, so you you know he was now protected. So the whole time you're running around, he's he's kneeling on the ground in this bubble. So then the bubble disappears once you killed the warrior. And, of course, Jack is just continuing to – it's funny. If you listen, you can walk up and kill him. You know, I mean, essentially that's what you're going to do. But if you hold off and don't do anything, he just continues to talk. And it's funny because he's screaming at you that he's the hero and, <laughs> and all this stuff. And, you you know, how could you do this because you're killing the hero and – it's just, I was just, I was, again, I was just sitting there laughing. I'm like, this is so funny. Um, but you kill him, um, and, you know, of course you get all your achievements and stuff. Um, and Lilith is freed from the, the, the uridium or whatever. But, um, look around on the ground. There's a bunch of loot that will drop, tons of loot. Um, there are going to be a, Probably only one or two items that may be really uh, good, you know, better than what you have. But there, there should be at least a couple items that are good. Um, but you should find um, Jack's um, uh, his, head. His, his head customization. Yeah, his head customization. So you can run around with Jack's mask on your face in the game if you want. Um, but uh, the best part was then you get Mordecai and Brick come in. And they're talking, and the the vault key is still laying on the ground. So Lilith goes to get rid of it, and when she picks it up, all of a sudden this kind of thing, like the roof or the above them, this little image of like the the solar system or the galaxy or whatever appears, and all these different planets pop up like in this kind of holographic image, and there's like a little borderland symbol on every planet. And this is what I was saying, because this was, this was what I was saying last week. We titled the show uh, last week, No Rest for the Wicked, and I was saying how it, this, this game had the best ending, I, I thought, mm-hmm. from, from any game I've ever played. So they're looking at this map, if you will, this holographic map of this, the, the, the universe, whatever, when all these planets and all these vault symbols and so they're talking and they're like, what is this? What is this? What is that? What are those? And I think, and then I think Brick said that and I think Mordecai said something like, are those vaults? And then they're like, you know what this means? And then Lilith goes, yeah, no rest for the wicked. And the, and the game end, and the credits rolled. And I was like, so they left it open for the next Borderlands adventure, which will, you know, whether, 
the DLC might take us off Pandora, um, or the next game, the next full game will take us off Pandora, which, which is awesome because I'm looking forward to seeing new areas and new stuff. Um, but I loved how the, just that No Rest for the Wicked, how it, it went back to the theme song for the first game. Yeah. You know, and just basically said, and at the same time, so references the very, the theme song about how hard it was and you just, and then that also, hey, we're not done. <laughs> you know, this isn't the end. So it was awesome. I loved it. I was so excited. Yeah, it's, it was, it was cool to see like all these planets with all the fault symbols and everybody. And you just, you just, you know, once you see that, you just start thinking like, oh my god, you could do so much more with this game now. There's so many possibilities of what they could do with like the next game, the DLC. Oh, I know. It's, it's, I'm happy, dude. I absolutely love this game. I mean, I remember when the first one came out, I just sunk so many hours into it. I was hooked. Fell in love with the game. And I was, uh, you know, I was kind of concerned because I know at, at one point I played so much of the first game that I actually kind of got burned out where I kind of got kind of bored with it. But I played yeah. the thing three or four times through, you know. But yeah. it was kind of like almost like, uh, you know, I don't want to walk all the way over here. I don't want to do this. And it just kind of – so I was kind of concerned, and that's why I didn't touch Borderlands. Um, I saw a lot of people playing it before Borderlands 2 came out. I'm like, I'm not going anywhere near it because I don't want to, I don't want to burn myself out or I don't want to kind of be like, man, I just need to do something else. And I've got probably over 60 hours in this game. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm up there. I'm probably, I've probably got more. I, I think I checked yesterday. Um, I've got, oh, what was it? Two days and 15 hours into my level 50 siren, and then another 15 hours into my gunzerker. So, way too much time. <laughs> yeah, let me, uh, I'm trying to see. It's crazy. I just, it's like I've stopped doing everything else. Yeah. Um, you know, once you've, once you've finished the game and you go back to Sanctuary, you even like, once you go up to Roland, where Roland used to live, um, Mordecai, Lilith, and uh, Brick are there, are standing there, and they have a small conversation as well. And you hear Brick like saying like dibs, like on all the vaults. And then <laughs> Lilith is like, you can't call dibs on vaults. Yeah. <laughs> they have like a small conversation there. It's funny to hear. I can't figure out how to, you know, I don't. Raptor is annoying. I don't. I know. looked it up on. Uh, oh, here it is. Oh, I've got 80 hours. <laughs> I looked it up on, um, I actually went to, like, once you load your characters, it will tell you how long you, uh, spent on the character. I don't know. I think that's just, like, in the game. Cause I'm, I, I'm going to Raptor right now, but I'm guessing on Raptor I have more on it. I'll have to take a look here in a second. Yeah, Raptor's got me at 80 hours, so. That's I'll... ridiculous considering the game only came out a week and a half ago. Yeah, no kidding. I've, I've, I've not just... had a lot of sleep. <laughs> so, so. Right. Borderlands is uh, Borderlands is up there in my list of uh, of most played already. Is at ninety three <laughs> hours, That's... just under Borderlands one. 
Yeah, I'm trying to get trying to figure out where where that is. How did you find that? Um, you just if you go to your well, it's raptor.com forward slash your name on there forward slash wall on the wall. And on, yeah, and then on the right it says most played, and you've got week, month, and all. And this week I've played 57 hours of Borderlands 2. And this month I've played 93 hours of Borderlands 2. Oh, here we go. All time most played. <clears throat> well, Spider Solitaire leads the pack at 410 hours. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Borderlands 2, uh, I've almost passed my, my syndicate, um, at 85 hours. So, uh, my, my biggest game I've got on Raptor outside of Spider Solitaire is Modern Warfare 3. No, you must play that a lot then. That's I've like got 165 it. hours on Modern Warfare 3, which that doesn't seem right. I don't believe I played that much of it, but I guess uh, mine I'm... is mine is pretty easy to guess. <laughs> Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. 595. Wow. Wow. And second is Forza 4 with 314. Whew! My goodness. All right. Well, hey, I gotta. We need to. I need to get this wrapped up because I actually yeah. have to leave here in a few minutes. But let's see. So we've talked about. Well, we talked about a lot of the characters we meet in the game. Let's talk about real quick the playable characters. Now, who did you? Who did you go through with in your first playthrough, or who was the first character you got to level fifty? Um. So I played Maya the Siren. Okay. And you know. Quickly looking at um, skill trees, I went down the um, partly down the um, the skill. Well, I went all the way down the skill tree with the um, elemental effects on it. Okay. Which uh, which you know, the end, the last one of that is like you know with Maya you phase lock somebody you know you trap him in this bubble, and then with the last skill ruin you know. Once, well, while they're in this bubble, every single elemental effect, you know, like there's a burst of every single elemental effect while the bubble is active. It's like first you get a slag, and then, you know, there's like a burst of fire, a burst of corrosive, a burst of electricity, and everything around it, you know, that's near it gets, you know, gets affected by that as well. So it's, that's like, it's, it's, once you up, like before that, the phase lock isn't really damaging itself, but once you get that rune skill, it just, rips everything it traps apart you know if you what i did with that is the motion half of the motion skill which you know you get to converge which i think you talked about last last episode you know it, it pulls all the enemies around it towards it mm-hmm. so when i like when i face lock somebody now like or like somebody in a group you know the one guy gets face locked and lifted up in the air all the others around that get pulled towards it and then you know all those elemental effects of the ruin skill get like thrown on to everybody that's near it so you know it's it's it's, i love it it's really cool yeah i think uh, maya is a much better playable character than uh, lilith was and then the skill trees and the the options in this game i think are so much better for the characters um i went with uh axton the, the soldier the commando and i went down the survival path first uh, basically, I didn't touch any of the other two trees. I went right down the survival because I wanted to get the two saber turrets. Uh, that was kind of my goal. 
Now I'm actually working on the gorilla path because I'm working on, um, I wanted to get the multiple rocket packs added. So I've got rockets and then I'm going to keep working down because the last thing there is adding a second gun to your saber turret. So essentially if I can get all the way down those trees, which I don't know if I can, I don't think like, you I can. think you're going to run out of skill points. Yeah, because I've I've tried it before on the Borderlands, you know, skill tree uh, website, you know, the, the little thing that they have there, and you you cannot do two full trees, even like uh, even if you uh, even if you try and like save every single point you can where you can, you know, you're not going to make it. Yeah, because you have to buy like you have to buy so many points before you can even move down to the next one. Yeah, get so, at least I think it's at least five in in one tier before you can move on to the next one. Yeah, so I I don't think I'm gonna get there because that would be I can't imagine having two gun or doubled up on both saber on both turrets. So, but having the two turrets and I, I'd like to see what the nuke does. Um, <laughs> I I might have to reset my skill points at one point and just add them all to the gunpowder. Just to see the, because it says when you deploy your turret, it sets off a nuclear blast. Yeah. I kind of want to see what that does. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, I've not seen it either. Um, I've seen people go down the gorilla and the survival paths. So I haven't seen anyone that's gone down gunpowder. Yeah. So I'm going to have to do that today. Maybe I'll do that tonight. Just reset it real quick and see what happens. As so. also, yeah, I've also got a gunzerker, which I think now is level 25. Um, and for him, I'm planning to go down the, I think it's called the Brawn, um, skill tree, which is the, the survival one pretty much. And then also the rampage one, halfway, halfway down rampage and then all the way down Brawn, which like Brawn at the end is one, the come at me bro, which where, you know, you flip off the, uh, an enemy and you, you pull all their attention towards you, but you get a massive damage reduction. You know what? That was working because that works because it was funny. At first, I didn't catch on last night, but uh, uh, Connectable kept saying, well, I'm going to flip off Bloodwing to draw <laughs> Bloodwing towards us. And I was like, whatever, dude. I'm, I did. I was like, OK, how's flipping off your TV going to do anything? <laughs> but it was working. And he kept saying, I was like, it's working. It's working. I was like, and I was watching this thing come after him. I was like, what the heck is going on and then i remembered oh that's right that berserker can actually flip that he was playing as a berserker and that character had the ability to flip off uh yeah so i was like oh that's right because at first he's just like i'm gonna give it the bird you know and i wasn't thinking of in game you know it's just not mm -hmm. a normal thing so but um yeah that does work so <laughs> um I have not played uh, as Zero yet, which I do want to. I have played a little bit as Maya, and I love that phase lock is awesome. Um, and I have not played as Zero or Salvador at all, so yeah. I'm I'm planning on um, you know once once they bring out Gage the Necromancer, um, I'm you know the co-op partner I play with said already that you know he wanted to play Gage really badly, so you know I don't I don't. I wouldn't mind play, I would like to play Gage, but you know, I don't want to play a playthrough where both characters are the same. Right. Because all these, all these different characters complement each other so well. So yeah. I'm like, I'll go with, I'll go with Zero then once, once we do play, that playthrough. So you know, I'm, I'm planning on, I'm planning on finishing the Gunzerker playthrough and I'm planning on doing a Zero playthrough 
when they bring out Gage, the Necromancer? Um, I think, lastly, um, I'm not going to go into the DLC or the season pass. Uh, well, I will say, and I think we may have said this already in our other podcast, uh, maybe last week, or we'll have said it before this spoiler cast. Um, there is four pieces of DLC. You can buy a season pass. If you buy the season pass, it's $30, and you'll get four pieces of DLC for the $30. If you don't buy the season pass, then it's $10 a piece. So I recommend buying the season pass. You buy three, get one free is what it is. Um, the Mecromancer is not part of that season pass. Um, that is not included. If you pre-ordered the game, you will get the Mecromancer for free. If you did not pre-order the game, she will cost you $10. Um, and also they have talked about, which I think I probably will – we haven't recorded the podcast for this week. So if it sounds like I'm saying I think we'll do or we're going to do, it's because we haven't done it yet. But I do believe uh, we record the podcast tomorrow, and then this spoiler cast gets tacked on to the end of tomorrow's podcast. Um, but I think we're going to talk about um, – I can't remember if I'm talking about the DLC stuff, but Randy Pitchford did say that there's going to be more DLC outside of the four packs that they've already got planned for the season pass, plus they got the, the Mechromancer. So there's, there's additional stuff they're already planned and going to be doing. So there's going to be a lot of DLC for this game. So there's going to be we're going to be playing this for a long time. Um, lastly, uh, we've got maybe a couple of minutes here. Um, what did you did you like the changes that they made to the guns and the manufacturers? Um, like they dropped a couple of manufacturers and they 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 gave us a new one, the bandits, and they they kind of made each type of weapon have a specific style. Like the is it the TDRs? You can yeah, TDRs. Pull them and they'll explode like a grenade. Which those are awesome. I, I yeah. love it. It's, those turned out to be something I really enjoyed. What did you think overall of what they did with the guns this time around? Um, you know, giving the manufacturers their own you know special thing. I like that a lot. You know, I like that if I pick up a gun and I look at the manufacturer, you know, I can immediately kind of see like okay this gun is going to do this or that or that um i did however expect more um visual diversity um you know they've they've clearly thrown away all the visual parts from the first game and made all new ones which is cool but you know when i pick up a sniper rifle it's still like oh this is a sniper rifle with a minigun barrel or like oh this is a shotgun with that scoper you know, it's, you still see a lot of the same looking guns, which you know, I, I was expecting more. I was expecting that, like, I'd, f- I'd find, like, maybe two or three of the same of the weapons that look the same. But, you know, I found, like, there's a lot of shotguns that look alike. There's a lot of snipers that look alike. You know, the stats in all are different, then, which is, which is you know, which is cool. But, you know, I found a lot of guns that visually look the same, which I was expecting more diversity in that. Yeah, I think that I think though, if I remember, it still kind of follows the, the that's the way it was in their first game too. Yeah, is there? And I've seen like you've got the the Gatling gun, triple barrel assault rifles. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're you pick one of those up, they all kind of look the same, but they, you know, they'll have different colors or they'll have yeah. different attachments to them, um, but they still do have that same kind of look and feel to it. 
Um, I know the weapon Moxie gives you, she gives you an SMG, or the ones I've gotten from her. Um, and it's this thing where this thing on the side, you see this dial like spinning. Um, and I've, I've got very different variations of that same gun um, that do different things. But like yeah. overall, I think like the guns look a lot cooler and stuff. Like I'm not, you know, I, the guns do look amazing, and you know what the different things that they can do are are really cool. Like there's a lot of cool. There's I've found a lot of cool guns. Yeah, and it's what I think is neat is like when I'm watching the loading screens, which are quick. Um, I think there's not a lot. Uh, it, it seems like they've kind of sped that up a little bit. Um, I don't think the first game had really long ones. Um, but uh, they, it's, so they still did a good job um, with loading each area and stuff like that. Um, but when you're, they show you a, a weapon, and there's been several times I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had that. You know, <laughs> I see a lot of cool stuff on there, so... They, they did a really good job with the artwork and the designs and stuff uh, for the weapons, and they feel good. I like how they, they you know, they all shoot different. They all feel different for the most part. Um, you know, some of them have some real weight behind them when you shoot. You know, others are a little lighter, and uh, they just did an excellent job. Um, I'm very pleased overall. So. Yeah. And is there anything else you can think of that to talk about or mention uh, before we um, close us out? No, one, I've got one final question for you. Okay. Did you enjoy Claptrap's party? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was the that was the best party I've ever been to. That was <laughs> awesome. You know, the there was all the entertainment, the dancing, the, the food. food. <laughs> The uh, the party favors. <laughs> it was a great time had by all. Oh, <laughs> it was funny. I remember <laughs> on my second playthrough, there was people in my game with me, <laughs> and uh, I said that mission was available. I was like, "Oh, come on, let's go have some fun." So I go over there, and of course, you're just standing around for two minutes, yeah. and they're like. We just have to stand here for two minutes. I was like, party, man. Come on. Let's dance. So we all started jumping around dancing, <laughs> dancing with Claptrap. <laughs> oh, that is – it's – yeah, Claptrap's birthday party. I love He's it. seven years old. <laughs> classic, classic. So, all right. Well, I think uh, – I really think that kind of wraps it up. Um, like you said, uh, as been before – there's just so many things to this game. There, it's a long game. Um, you you can go through the storyline, maybe shorten it up if you want. Go just do story missions, um, and after the story's done, the the game is still open to you. So you can go. You you end up right back where you you know you can travel anywhere you want. Continue all the side missions. Um, all that stuff still continues. So. Um, nothing's impacted by anyone dying, if you will. Um, all the side missions and stuff are still available. You, you'll get all that. They're still open to you to complete. So um, don't feel like you have to do every side mission. I know a lot of people want to, but if you're going to get a character after level 50, you're going to have to take him through a second gameplay. Unless you've um, done a lot of co-op with other people. So kind of 
kind of you can help. Maybe that'll help some people plan out and decide what they want to do. Um, but other than that, um, you know, if you guys have any comments, you can always give us a call, send us an email, uh, hit us up on our Facebook group. Um, all that information's in the end of the podcast each week, so I'm not going to repeat it. But uh, uh, Soul Assassin, thank you for for joining me today. No and, problem. And you beat me to level 50. <laughs> but I think I did. I finish the game before you. No, I don't no? think you did. No. I thought I. I, I, I know. I I finished. I finished the game oh. before the episode came out. More codes just came up. More shift codes just popped up from Randy Pitchford. Uh, and I don't have my Xbox on. Me neither. I don't have it here either. So. Uh, they'll be active until noon central time. So I'm not even going to bother announcing it here. Oh, it looks like these might be a one-time, so they're good till noon. So I'm going to have to turn my Xbox on and put the code in. <laughs> so, But uh, anyways, thanks, uh, thanks uh, Esmond. I appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you. Hope everybody enjoyed the spoiler cast. And we'll talk to you all later. Thanks. See you. Can't help but notice you're not getting me out of here. Maybe you're thinking, oh, Claptrap's such a strong and noble paragon of justice and skill. He can get out himself. Which, most of the time, he would be totally right about. But as it stands right now, I can use some help. And if you don't, I'm going to have to pull out the big guns. I'll hit you with the silent treatment. See how you like that. Yep. Giving you the silent treatment. <laughs> Feel the sting of my power.